taking off. Five, four, three, two. Yo, it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. And we are the motherfucking paid podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV. Mean- Jesus Christ, I've never messed it up. Yo, yeah, shit. That was my first time. You've never messed it up, yeah. Wow. Okay, keep it. Wow. Keep yeah, it. you got to keep it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film-related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, What? You fucked it up again. How? You said frim. (laughs) Yo, if you you go back and listen to it. It's just me slurring my words. You said film wrong. Yeah. Welcome to the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film-related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. You been fucking with drugs lately? <laughs> you would think, but no. Yeah, I have not been. Uh, I have not been dabbling. Um, Yo, so I learned the craziest thing the other day about yeah uh, drugs, of course. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and where is it? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, here we go. So, an eighty eighty dollars worth of coca leaves, which are what's used to make cocaine. Yeah. So eighty dollars, also worth known as the Tony Montana. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that off-white. Yeah. Or if you got that pure, if yours is stepped on. I mean, what, who knows? But Blue magic. You got it, you got it. Yeah. Uh, so $80 worth of coca leaves from like a Colombian uh, farmer, right? Yeah. Uh, can sell for $800 as coca paste. So it, it, it it's harvested from a leaf and then cre- turned into So the into cocoa paste, paste is worth 80 800 so the yeah the the leaves are worth 80 dollars. then the paste sells for about 800 dollars, right mm-hmm. now when that paste is eventually used to make pure cocaine mm-hmm. the value of it then goes to 2000 like roughly 2150 dollars, right yeah. now that cocaine uh so that's like once it you know makes it to the colombian ports and then ships worldwide right mm-hmm. it's generally about 2150 dollars now, once it makes it to the U.S., like once it actually crosses over into U.S. territory, the value of it skyrockets. So it goes from being worth $2,150 roughly to approximately $34,000 once it makes it into the U.S. Yeah. Uh, on, on the streets or, you know, in the streets of New York, a $34,000 kilo of cocaine can go for about $120,000. Yeah. So... You're taking these $80 coca leaves and then as it goes through the process of being like harvested and, you know, uh, what, what, what do you call that process? You got the fuck out of me. I don't yeah. <laughs> Do I look like Scarface you, you, to you? You, you harvest crop and whatnot. And yeah. you, um, what the fuck am I? Frank Lucas? You, you manufacture it and you produce yeah. it. The, the production into cocaine. Production process. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. How so, much the, yo, I'm about to get into the dope game. No, absolutely not. Uh, so he, here's. He said, no, that, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I enjoyed my freedom too much as well as uh, I enjoy living way too much to, uh, to risk it. Um, it. But to me, that's not surprising because look at that supply chain right every step along the way uh in that supply chain right 
you're increasing the uh, the product's value, right? You go from eighty dollars to eight hundred, from eight hundred to two thousand, from two thousand to thirty four thousand, from thirty four thousand. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's jump a, that's a really big jump. The two uh, but, to the but is that is that really dissimilar? Now, obviously, the, the, there's a huge price difference, but I, I ask you, isn't that the same as if we get a pair of Nikes made, right? The material, the raw materials that they made out of pennies, right? Uh, that they cost, right? Uh, and then you have, but it, it's the it's the work that's put into it that makes Nikes Nikes, right? That unfortunately, yeah, you do get these kids from Bangladesh to put them together for you know two dollars, you know, every four years. Uh, unfortunately, um, and, and then they get you know shipped over here where they sell them for like five six hundred dollars a pop, you know. Um, that's the same idea. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. At every step of the way throughout their process, value is added. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, if I buy something for $2, I'm going to want to sell it to you for 4 right? Yeah. If not more than that, depending mm-hmm. on how much work I put into it or how much it's not even you about, value yeah, it, the it, it's, it's not. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not even the amount of work you put into it. It's the amount of value. Now, uh, it, and it's about people's laziness, right? There's... I mean, or in a, I guess with drugs, it's different, right? Because you can't really like, you don't want to become, <laughs> you yeah, don't want to uh, start making uh, cocaine in your basement. That's that's that seems like it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> well, that, that's meth. You don't want to start. Oh yeah. Meth. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go to Breaking Bad route. You yeah, can yeah, cook yeah. the coke in the basement. Can you? Uh, it's no, 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 no. I mean, you can. You just like I don't. I I feel like you're opening your doors to some very uh, dicey situations if you start cooking up the the coke in your basement that day yeah you don't very, cook it, it very at the same place you receive it or sell it you, all of these things have to happen at different places otherwise yeah. you're fucking yourself yeah you know i don't know this from experience yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. officer yeah, yeah, yeah. who's uh, listening whoever's listening yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah you you it, you're, it's not about the amount of work you put into it because you know we've both been in situations where People ask us to do things. Maybe we do some random B job, you know. They ask us to do, and we look at them like, "Why are You're you paying, paying me to do this?" To do this? Yeah. Like, just as, this seems very simple and easy to do, but people are so lazy, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, it's kind of different with drugs, but it's the same concept of, "Hey, I don't want to do that shit." You're doing it great. I'll pay you anything for it because I'm that lazy and I'm a dad addicted to whatever the fuck it is you're selling that. I will do anything for that shit, you know? See, I think with drugs, it's, it's more so like knowing the value of a product in a different market, right? Like those yeah. Colombi- the Colombian farmers who are like har- harvesting coca leaves, right? Mm-hmm. The value of the, of the leaf, and, and, and obviously the product is going through different phases at each stage, right? Yeah. The value of the leaf in Colombia to those farmers may be... Eighty dollars, right? right? That's that's as much as I'm going to buy for at this stage because I know that I'm going to have to, you know, produce the product and turn it into it's like the next two or three phases of it, right? But that that's that's who they're paying, who has knowledge of the situation. Once those farmers start realizing, wait, how much are you selling this shit for? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the farmers know exactly <laughs> what this shit becomes, right? But, but no, I, no, no, no. There, there's no way possible. You know, something's being sold for uh 
above $34,000 at the end of the supply chain. Those, and you're like, but I'm still willing so, so you think, to sell this to you. You think those the for farmers $80. in Colombia don't know that the, these coca leaves they, eventually they know they're get being turned sold into for, paste, then cocaine? They know they're being turned into more money, but they don't know what that markup is, right? They know. They're not dumb. They know well, this stuff is turned why would into you, cocaine. Then, again, and then cocaine supply, in New York. Supply and demand, right? If you know... Like, why would you, unless, unless somebody's like threatening you in terms of like, look, I'm going to kill you unless you get this shit for me. Right. It's likely what happened. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Escobar uh, was likely uh, like, uh, I need you to produce 100 <laughs> tons yeah. of these coca leaves a week for yeah. me or I'm going to kill your entire family. Yeah. And, and I'm going to buy it from you for $20. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, in that case, like, why would you even pay them? Like, hey, come on, like, who, what are we doing here? Like, why are you giving well, me? Well, they, they need to feed themselves so they can work <laughs> extremely long days to harvest these coconuts. Yeah, so someone, a, yeah. In, so some model in New York <laughs> can, can support her eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sure. I don't know. That's just a funny thing I read that was like, it, it's crazy how, uh, again, throughout the process, the value is just at, like, the, you know, obviously added value the the price of the product just increases yeah and it's not just drugs obviously like you say you talked about nike you talked about footwear right there's yeah. value added uh throughout each stage i mean i think the same is uh can be said for like film the same could be said for music mm -hmm. right uh you take a beat and then one producer jumps on it then another producer jumps on it you get one artist on it you get another artist to feature on it and then a value of that song just increases right and then you but i think entertainment is is the one that is starting to get a, a lot hazier right because of the thing the shit we have to connect ourselves right so we have youtube we have or just the internet in and of itself um that becomes much much harder right because it's like the thing that used to cost so much like so think about it this way with the drugs if you could skip a step in that supply chain, like just full throat, like if you buy the lease for $80 and then immediately it ends up over here, then it's just like, we don't need that middle ground shit. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? So it's just like that fucks up the, the equilibrium, you know, um, yeah. not saying that it's in a bad way, but it just makes it a lot different than what it would be otherwise, because then you don't have the middleman, Adding yeah. on to the shit, you know. Hmm. I wonder, is it illegal to buy coca leaves? Like, if you know how to turn it into the paste, yeah. And then from the paste, make it into the powder. Is it? Can I? Can I just buy coca leaves? But on uh, Amazon? unless, yeah, Amazon Prime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, the cops would be with your package. Like, <laughs> your yeah. your package would get to your house. It would be delivered and by then, the cops. Like, they're like sign well, here, just so yeah. we can incriminate you. Yeah, you idiot. Uh, they get like, or or you know what? They probably can't arrest you at that stage, <laughs> but they just wait for you to yeah. turn it into cocaine. They're like, absolutely, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and they try to make sure the quality too. They're like, like mm, what is this? Mm, yeah. Yep. They come with us. This, this is seventy percent. You stepped on this. <laughs> they give you more time for making that bullshit coke. <laughs> this isn't even good coke. Give well, me an extra ten years. <laughs> we'll wait till you figure out the good shit, and yeah. then we'll come get you. 
<laughs> All right, uh, let's just jump into the gully here. Oh my god, uh, this was perfectly timed too. I, I don't, don't want to say that again. I'm not Nostradamus, Nostradamus, Nostradamus. Who knows? Uh, oh, but yeah, that again, yeah. If you listen to the last episode, <laughs> but I did come at a very good time with our uh, Game of Thrones predictions, right? We 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 were spot on, right? Because not too long after we came out with our predictions, what did we get? Season eight trailer. The trailer. Holy shit. You know what? That shit was so fire. It was so fire. I gotta drop a couple of them. I gotta I gotta do it two times. Tony two times. You gotta do it two times on them. Let's drop another one for fucking season eight game of Thrones yeah, trailer. Holy shit. Bombs signed yeah. let's, let's keep the bombs throughout this episode. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna drop them a few times. Uh cause that shit was absolute fire. Uh now yeah. uh Yeah, shut up. Slow down. Yeah wasn't fire what are you the trailer the trailer shut I, up True. Well, i've seen it there's at least, literal fire in there. i've seen it at least three or four times if yeah. not five and what i really like about this trailer yeah. is they give you nothing nothing yeah they give you all of what you expect to see all of that ma- that you want to see you just want to yeah. see people looking ma- crazy like what's happening the, the only thing i loved about the trailer was aria's reaction to having seen the dragon for the first time right yeah but we already got that so that was a no no this is the first time she's seen no, the dragon. No, no 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 i'm saying we already got that in terms of like in the previous sort of little snippets that they let you know let out with uh i know hbo did there like this is the, what's the, coming up the, this there year. was a teaser yeah right um but no, I think this trailer was the first time you actually saw her like react to. No, no, no. I guarantee you, if you go back and look at the uh, uh, the little snippets that we got, again, HBO did it's like year. This is what's coming this year, and okay. they showed little bits and pieces. Uh, I didn't see that. Shit. Yeah, so this so is the they, first time I'm seeing. Fair enough. See the dragon. Um, so they show her doing that. Now, what I what I loved about this particular trailer, and we can kind of break it down a little, a little bit. Let's spend a little bit of time on this. I don't want to spend too much. But uh, you see Arya. The trailer starts out with Arya, uh, you know, sort of in a panic and then running, right, with her half her face like bloody, you know. Um, but she sounds confident uh, where she's saying, "Hey, I've been waiting to see this. I've seen many faces of of death." And I can't wait to see this one. Yeah. But that's a juxt- uh, juxtaposition uh, to what yeah. you're actually seeing. And, exactly. and, and I do like that, too. So, you, you know, you, you, the visual is of her uh, frightened running from something. It looks yeah. like through the halls of Winterfell, yeah. probably like the basement or the dungeon or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's, it's my theory that all the dead are, that are buried or that are in the crypts are coming alive since the Night King's there. And he can yeah. obviously raise the dead. So yeah. she's probably running from like Ned Stark, who's just like, yo. I told you not to fucking run around all day. <laughs> Stop chasing that cat from fucking yeah, season one. There are a lot of people who are dead down there, right? Yeah. And you, you remember the theory I said uh, about like like Brandon the Builder or like mm-hmm. some, right? So yeah. if the Night King comes to King's Landing and all these dead people come back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's buried down there who fought off the uh, the White Walkers the first time they were pushed back beyond the wall, that person... Or those people may also come back, right? Mm, yeah. But what are they going to come back as? You know, White Walkers, uh, zombies, or, or are they going to come back to d- yet again defend? Winter no, they're definitely going to come back as zombies. Game. Yeah, yeah. No, I think not everyone who is awoken from the dead by the Night King is going to come back a White Walker. I think there's going to be someone, or, or, mm. or maybe an army of the dead who comes back. 
to defend that are good? Winterfell. That are good. Yeah. I don't see it. That would be yeah. a huge twist. Dead. That would, I think, like the Night King, right? He is poised. He's like, you know, every time you see him, he's un, he's un, unshaken, right? He's always yeah. poised and, and, you know, kind of like this eerie, deadly confidence, right? There's going to be a moment in time throughout season eight when he's caught off guard. Yeah. Something has to shock him or shake him. There has to be something he isn't expecting. The fucking dragon didn't shake him because what happened? He just got his. He, he was just like, you know what? Give, give me that motherfucking uh, that, that spear. I did this shit in high school. Hold on, hold on. Gym class, yeah. and then he, yo, eight hundred feet away, yeah. moving target hit that dragon. Yeah, that that shit was crazy. It, right? Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, he, he didn't even stretch or anything, man. Nothing. He just uh, yeah, didn't warm up. No, no, nothing. nothing. That was cold. He just yeah. got off the horse, took the shit. Bow. We got yeah. a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we got a dragon. Got a dragon. <laughs> so right. So seeing the dragons didn't shake the Night King. Something in season eight will. And the only thing I think is going to be the the arising of the dead. Yeah. That aren't White Walkers that challenged the Night King. Well, he, here again, and here's my theory: is that I don't think that he's going to be shaken so much as they're going to try to make a deal with him. Because if you really think about it, there's absolutely no way to defeat it. Like they're they're saying. Oh, well, you know, we're going to fight again. We're going to beat back the they're not going to defeat it because as long as the Night King lives. Right. And there was a thing that they discovered back in. I forget what season it was, but basically, oh, it was when they when they got the White Walker to show Cersei. When they did that, like they were following like a group of White Walkers mm -hmm. and they uh, ended up like fighting them. And then they killed the, like the lead walker mm -hmm. and then everybody else dropped dead. So they realize, like, oh, I guess we have to kill the one that turned the rest of them in order for them to die, right? So the only real way to defeat the army of the dead is to defeat the Night King. Yeah. You know, by reason of deduction, right? Um, Yo, I would be hot if I, if I was a White Walker. I'm like, yeah. you mean if he <laughs> die, we all die? Nah, yo. Get to the back. Why is he riding up front? Why is he on a dragon? <laughs> yeah. You already saw what he could do Get, with his spear. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> He's going to fall and break his neck. Like, <laughs> and then everybody's done. We told him to get off of that dragon. Does he have insurance? Yeah. Can he get that fixed? <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah. So I think what's going to happen, though, is either, okay, they're going to either have to go to kill him, right? Which it sounds like an impossible feat because he just again, like you said, does not look shaken by literally anything. Or they make a deal with him. I think that the deal that they're gonna make is that Snow becomes the new Night King. Again, hear me now, quote me later. I think they're setting it up that Snow eventually becomes the Night King. Either that or he kills Daenerys. One of those two things are gonna happen, I guarantee it. Mm. So the 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 army of the dead, the White Walkers, they're coming to crown a new king. Yeah, I, because when they first when the when the long night first happened uh you know thousands of years ago, um somehow they got pushed they got all pushed up north, right? And I don't see them doing that. And I and I'm I'm, sh I'm sure there's like more literature on it or you know uh, you know more than I have, more information than I have, but uh they all got pushed north and if I'm understanding correctly, it was because a deal was made to push them that they said, "Hey, we're going to chill up north. You guys are going to chill down south. Everybody straight, right? Yeah. Something along the lines got fucked up where they're like, man, fuck this. We're heading down south. It's getting too cold up here, right? So you know why that makes uh, 
some sense to me is because mm. the Night King has seen Jon Snow in action several but times. Didn't, but didn't go after him, right? Yeah. Because he could have went hard yeah. after him. Yeah. And the, the Night King has seen Jon Snow destroy White Walkers, like, you know, powerful White Walkers, right? Yeah. Um, I, I remember, I forget where it was, like, it was at the Wildling Camp. Hard Home. Hard Home? There was the episode Hard Home. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. and, and that's where the place is called, a Hard Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where Jon Snow's battled off several, and I forget what blade he had. Uh, uh, Longclaw. Longclaw, yep. Yeah. So he had Longclaw, and he battled off several and defeated several White Walkers, and Night King was observing all of this. And you can tell that he, remember Jon got in the boat, and he started to like row away. And I think it was the Night King who walked to the dock or to yeah, the Yeah, and just water. looked at him and was like, thrill him off. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know. I'll see you soon. Now, nah, yeah, he didn't throw any spear. He could have threw a spear. He hey, knew. Yeah. Oh, if he had a spear. Oh shit. Yo, I could hit you from <laughs> eight hundred feet. Long claw. He not. made sure he had a spear. The next time, <laughs> dragons, I was like, you know what? You lucky I didn't have my spear at hard home in episode whatever. Like, wait, these are episodes. <laughs> what do you mean episode? <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, so and at the speed through the rest of the trailer, uh, you have um, just a, just a lot of different shots of everybody looking in a general panic. Uh, some uh, important notes, or not important, but just general notes. Uh, so you have a voiceover from Snow, basically telling everybody, "Hey, the enemy doesn't tire; it doesn't have fear. Uh, basically, we're fucked." Uh, <laughs> um, then you have Jamie Lannister saying, "Hey, I promised I'd fight for the living um, against the dead." Uh, basically keeping his promise that he made at the end of uh, season seven. And then you have, uh, again, some shots of everybody else. Uh, but the two in particular that I want to know is um, uh, Cersei, where she looks really emotional and she looks like she's crying. Uh, and I think that might be from later in the season. I don't foresee that being at the beginning of the season, but who knows? This could go either way. Because either she's crying because maybe she's just killed Jamie or she's having him killed, or she knows he's died, he's dead, or maybe it's the end of the season and she's like, "Fuck, I should have teamed up with everybody." <laughs> now the White Walker's coming for me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having trouble understanding exactly where she lies in all of this, right? Yeah. So there's several shots of her smiling, right? Yeah. There, there's a shot of her overlooking the arrival of um, what was the it? Golden Company. The Golden Company, right? Yeah. Um, where she, you know, she's she has that smirk, that smug look on her face, where she's high and mighty. Yeah. And there's another shot of her where she's drinking from a, a, a what is it called a a, a, a gallet, a, a, the wine glass. Get the fuck out of me! I'm not fancy. Anyway, she's she's yeah. drinking some wine, and um, yet again in another scene, she has that smug look on her face, as if you know a plan that she's put in motion or something she's just done is is succeeding or working something like sneaky and sly as she always is right um but then again there's that scene where she's like crying yeah where she looks like distraught so and, and it's hard to tell at what point throughout season eight those moments That's why i like her you, you like they, they constructed a trailer in a way that you really can't tell you don't have really much context for anything you don't know when anything's happening and I, and I love it too because I, I think this is how trailers should be put together they should be incoherent enough where you don't really you can't really understand what's happening but coherent enough where 
you have at least a little bit of context, uh, a little bit. And I think perhaps, obviously, they have seven seasons, so they don't really need to give you too much context. But um, but you at least understand, you know, you understand the importance of everything that, you know, we're, we're down to the final hour here, but they don't give you too much. You don't know exactly what's going on with the plot. You don't know. You, all you really know is that some shit's about to go down for real, you know. Uh, which leads me to my the last shot that I want to talk about, which is uh, when you see them all in the snow and it's night and they're all looking out into the battlefield waiting for the White Walkers to uh, arrive. And I think that just that shit just went so hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like this the is it. Of, of <laughs> and the, the yeah. arrival. Yeah, because it's like finally they arrived at Winterfell, you know, and it's like, yo, this is it. This is what we've been talking about for seven seasons, you know. Um, and you see everybody banded together, you know, and, and I think that that's. To me, that that that's, yeah, that that's the culmination, and I and I can't wait for this uh this this battle that they've said is is the most historic in in all of cinema. Uh, it's a bold woo! claim, right? <laughs> there have been some good battles on film. I mean, I can yeah. we can kind of go down a list of of movies that have had just great epic battle scenes, and they're saying this is going to be the best ever, or at least the most sort of like convoluted. Like battle scene where it it took I think eleven weeks and night to shoot. Yeah, damn. How is it not fire? You took eleven weeks and you telling me you want to like shoot a scene <laughs> that's likely just gonna last maybe uh, you know seven to ten minutes of the. I'm show. telling you, half the season is gonna be of this battle. It better you know? be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So because uh, it's only what six episodes. Uh, I believe it's eight. Is it eight? I thought it was eight. It might be. Eight. I don't know. Yeah. I might, six, I might be between yeah. six and eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, the, the the battle should precisely take take about like I would say episodes three through like six should yeah. just be nothing but this battle. Yeah. It's, I'm excited. It's be a I mean, ride, man. So while I don't and the reason I say the trailer wasn't fire is because yeah. to me it I I didn't I don't want a fire trailer. I I don't want it to show all the epic scenes and the crazy battles, whatnot. No, but it, it gives you excitement though. That's what I'm saying. It, it was exciting. I want this like it did what I wanted to do in terms of like force me to think about like what am I oh, seeing, what's going to happen right yeah. like I force you to have to watch it four or five times to try and get those little clues that they're dropping it was like a very cerebral trailer but it's, it's actually funny why we do that as humans right like we are like we don't want a lot of information but then we watch them say like I'm going to spend the rest of my waking moments trying to find out exactly what these things mean yeah but, but that <laughs> that makes it more fun that like uh, entices you a little bit more. It, it engages yeah. you more if, because I see some movie trailers where I feel like the whole movie was told to me in the trailer. Yeah, but that, that but I think that's the difference though. Is, is like they, uh, this is what I was saying with the whole context thing. Is is that they've had seven seasons to give you all the shit that you need. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you watch this trailer and you've never seen Game of Thrones, it's like they're not they're not worried about you. They're like, yeah, you have you have some time to catch up on the fucking seasons. You'll I mean, catch up. If you watch this trailer and you've never seen Game of Thrones, you're like, yo, what the fuck? Is yeah, going on? I don't know. You got some dragons. If you've you seen got some... every episode and you watch this trailer, you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I need to see this immediately. <laughs> um, and, and But I think with movies, it's different because it's like if, you, if you're coming out with one movie and it's like you don't have any, you know, anything that came out that spoke to it beforehand. Then it's like all you have are those two minutes to quickly sort of explain your story, but also not explain it yeah. to where people. And it's a, it, 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 like I sympathize with them. It's a, it's a tough line to sort of balance with Game of Thrones or any show really that you know has had that X amount of years to work with. Um, you don't really need to give them anybody any context because it's like you assume that the people who watched the show watched it, and if you didn't, 
you easily can go watch the show. So yeah, it's it's like the trailer yeah. for your audience. Yeah, so it's been watching. And, and I've, I've always wondered audience. this. I've I've always wondered why TV shows don't have better trailers. You know, and I think this is a really this is a fantastic one from Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know why TV shows don't do this more often, where they do like a full length trailer where it's like two two and a half minutes. And they just give you all of, like, not you know all the great shots in the in the in the series, but they just like they do it in, in a really cinematic and very sort of dramatic way. But no, they usually just give you thirty seconds, and it's just some some bullshit, and then that's it. And then you're you know, oh, hey, here we're coming back for another season. Great, all right, let's keep it moving. Yeah, you know, I I can't think of any um, TV show I've seen that has had like. Other than the Shield, like when I used to watch that, I think their trailers were always really good. Yeah. Um, uh, but very few come. I mean, Ray Donovan. I think they always had like really interesting trailers. But again, these are not like network television programs. I mean, you know what the network Shield? series I thought had a used to have really good trailers. Rescue me. No. Uh, Did you ever watch that show? No. Nah. What? Dennis Leary. Yeah, I. He, I he's always good. I guess I. I some I get kind of tired of his shtick sometimes. He has a very specific thing that he does, and he just always does it. He does, yeah. You're yeah. right. Um, so in yeah. this show, that the shtick was was spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it was, was it was, was built into the show, and it was exa- necessary. It was like it was as if someone wrote the show, had been following him for years, <laughs> and wrote the show for him. It, yeah. it was it was a great show. Mm. FX. For a long time, had some of the best shows on. FS still has some of the the best shows. They have um, Pamela uh, Ald- uh, Alton Alderson, whatever her name is. Uh, she has the uh, show uh, Fuck, and I'm gonna forget it now that I'm trying to remember. But she has the show that she used to do, or Louis C.K. used to be an executive producer and I think also a writer on the show. But obviously, she had to part ways with him because yeah. of uh, <laughs> jerking off reasons. Um, uh, damn it! I forget the name of the show, but that, that's a really good show. They got Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. They they've got um, the Americans. The American, yeah. They they they've, got, they've still they've got really great. Yeah, great I, shows, I just yeah. remember a time when they had like Rescue Me. They had the Shield. They had Nip Tuck. They you know later down the road they had um well, they, they had the fantasy football show. What was that called? Uh, fucking the league. The league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just had some really uh the bridge. I'm not sure if you ever saw that, but that I, shit was I, good. Yeah, I I remember hearing about it. I didn't watch it. It was though. good. Yeah, yeah, they've always had some like really compelling stuff. Yeah, I don't watch much network TV these days, but when I used to, uh, Smallville actually had some really good trailers. Way in the earlier seasons, mm-hmm. like uh, I think, like I'll never forget it. I think the trailer for season four, uh, I I still go back and watch it to this day because I thought it was just fan- the music, the dr- dramatic nature of, of of the trailer was great. Uh, <clears throat> And I think Supernatural had a really good trailer for its fifth season. You know what? Now that we're talking about Smallville, I remember when I stopped watching it. At yeah. least, uh, it was when Clark joined the football team. Yeah, that's that's when that's when they. Uh, yeah, that's, but that was in the fourth season, right? That, that it was, was that okay. was in the fourth season, uh, and that's that's really kind of where things started to take a slide. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember I was watching that episode, and then like I'm like, don't. <laughs> Are y'all not seeing this? He getting a pick six every time the other team throws the ball. 
he, he yeah. picks off every pass and runs it back for the touchdown. Like, y'all not seeing this? Never takes Nobody a water asked break. any questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's just like, no, this is He's normal. the quarterback yeah. and the wide receiver. No one's questioning this. I think that actually happened in one episode. How do you throw for 400 yards in one game and catch and re- for 400 yards? Mm. Everyone in that high school was stupid. <laughs> All right, so uh, so to close out, uh, dope trailer by uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I, I cannot wait for this uh, final season. I, it's going to be a heartbreaker, I guarantee you. Uh, George R. R. Martin just really looks like a he looks like a guy who hates when people have pleasure. He's, he really seems like he just loves stepping on people's pleasure. He has so much power right now. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because the entire world. Yeah. Is going to be watching, yeah. Is waiting to see, but you know that kind of sucks for him done. because he's still literally writing the books. Like, so in the books, they're up to the point where Jon Snow, spoiler alert, uh, is killed. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't written past that, but he's still writing them. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird scenario where we're going to find out what happens at the end of these books, and but he still kind of have to write it. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Uh, do I need to read that? <laughs> but I, I know the books are like a lot different than, or not a lot different, but they're different enough from this TV show where it's just like, I'm pretty sure we're going to get some get shit a, in a there. You still get a different story, yeah. different, different like, just you know, a, 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 a different lines, take different on nuggets, it. Yeah, yeah. different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but the, like, I want to sh- believe I'm, I'm going to go back and read those books eventually. Dude, they're fucking thick, man. Really? Ah, oh, fuck. Them no. boys are thick. Thick. Like I, I, I'm just starting right now. Uh, I know this. Uh, people are gonna be like. Only thing out. I like thick is my oatmeal and my women. Yeah. Well, you're gonna say women first. I, I don't know why you amended that to to then put oatmeal in front of one. Was it more dramatic that way? Yeah. Okay. I did it for uh, the, for the uh, dramatics. Well, that's good. You know, at least you recognize that 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 would be the that would get the most. Uh, yeah, because if you go women yeah. and oatmeal, then you kind of end on a low note. <laughs> I want to end on the high. <laughs> all right all right we're done talking game of thrones we talked about it enough in the last week um okay there's another trailer that i, I kind of want to talk about quickly uh this was uh midsummer by uh ari aster um who is the writer and director of uh hereditary which and this uh, is another a24 production another a24 production hey, oh, what did we say what did we say right we're dropping bombs uh, I don't know if this deserves a bomb, but you can go ahead and drop it. I just like the uh, sound. Actually, I can't now because my phone again. When I've uh, when I'm calling on it here, it's uh, it's turning off. So, bro, uh, you need to get an iPhone. You just need to do it. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you can go back like... and edit the bomb. In. Just, just edit it in. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it like that. I'm leaving it. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to A24. Uh, to me, the best production company out uh, right now, um, bar none. Um, although they're, they're kind of just, a lot of these movies are just, they're doing the distribution of, so I don't know exactly how this works out, but I don't know if they should be taking credit for all these movies since they just distribute the movies, but they would have to be smart enough to go buy the movies. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that really puts them, but in either case, uh, well, I mean, if you buy the kilo of cocaine and then you sell it, like, yeah, you're gonna take yeah, credit yeah, yeah. For, the, for the distribution. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, um, unless you're the feds check. are, you know, come not, then then <laughs> you're, you're not the taking credit. <laughs> yeah, so if a twenty four, I got it from him. If, if if Rotten Tomatoes, if Rotten Tomatoes comes back with a low score, they're like, 
I mean, we just put the movie out. That's all we did. <laughs> they wrote it. They directed it. We just distributed it. We had nothing to do with this. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, they, he, they put out this trailer, and we had an interesting conversation because you just watched it. Um, and I was saying to you, what were your thoughts on it? Give, give your raw opinions about it. I mean, it, it from the trailer, right? It doesn't look like a movie. It, it didn't capture me. It, you know, I wasn't like, I got to go see that. My my first thought as I'm watching the trailer was, you know, I'll red box this. <laughs> like, yeah. will I watch it? Yes. Um, was I thrilled? No. Uh, it, it was very, I, I can tell it's one of the types of movies where from the trailer, like it, you have a, uh, perspective of what you think the movie might be about but it's one of those movies that is going to be entirely different from what the trailer gave you whatever you think about the movie from seeing the trailer the actual film is going to be completely different yeah it's fucked up Uh, you just took what I just told you and you just applied it to what you just said that's fucked up no 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 (laughs) And, and, and I know that because the trailer was like it was trying to build like a front face for you yeah. right yeah. It, it tried to, it it tried to establish like hey you know this i, I would say a certain look or a certain tone mm-hmm. but you know that it's just a facade and yeah. there's something behind it like a darker deeper story a lot of plot twists something completely different than what you're expecting but it wanted to give you that front face yeah and that's what I was explaining to you with uh, watching Hereditary you go into Hereditary thinking it's one thing and then it just completely changes not even necessarily midway through it honestly it doesn't even start as something that you think it is but because of the name Hereditary because of the trailer you're not really sure what to expect, but be, like it's that name hereditary. You think it's going to be one type of horror movie. Then you watch and you're like, Oh shit. Like I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull the shoot. Get me out of here. You know? Uh, um, and I, and that's why I said that that influenced when I watched this trailer for midsummer. Um, I was like, I was like, I don't think I want to watch this. This is going to be terrifying because it's like, I know what to expect from him where he's going to try to lull you to sleep with, oh, no, this isn't anything too too bad. You know, you can handle this. And then he's going to fucking just fucking lay it on you, you know. Um, lay it on you. Whoops. Yeah. So underwhelming. <laughs> he's just going to uh, uh, lay it on you. <laughs> You couldn't in that moment have yeah. thought of anything more. <laughs> I tried. <thrill>. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna he's fucking <laughs> um he's yeah, fucking uh lay it on you. You saw you saw how I hesitated, right? It's cause I was trying to find I, I think something like, better to and, use. And for anyone who's listening right now, yeah. you had to have been here in the studio with us to have because you did this like finger point <laughs> with your thumb up, kind of like a gun. Right, like you know, I, those I pointed it to the side, though. I didn't point it. Out. <laughs> you were just like, uh, I, I saw you struggling to find the words, and then and all that came out. out was lay it on you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh shit! All right, do better. Yeah, fair enough. I'll try. Use um, your words. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, uh, Midsummer came out. Um, I I definitely won't go see that at night. I'll uh, I'll no. see the matinee during the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- those who try to pretend like 
horror movies. You got to be a man to enjoy. Nah, no. Nah, I'm good. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I I watched this movie between 11.30 a.m. Yeah. and 4.30. Yeah. The moment it starts getting dark, you're like, nah. Nope. Nah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever watched a horror movie just by yourself in a night? Yes. Big fucking mistake. W- which one did you watch? Um, What was it? I think it was like. Jason X. No, I think it was like Insidious <laughs> 2. Oh. Uh, yeah, but those are like gore movies. Like I'm, I'm talking about like no, shit. It, that Insidious like. Two wasn't like gory or bloody. Oh, it was. It is, was is, is it is that a possession movie? Yeah, it's it's um, it's the movie where the woman. It's like where the demons are trying to like enter the human world, and they do so by t- like you know, attacking you in your dreams, and then they have to call that woman who goes into your dreams to pull you out of the, uh, the Some, what is it, like elsewhere or the, the nether place? I don't know. I've never seen Insidious. Yeah. Scary as fuck. Yeah. Like scary as fuck. Yeah. I, um, huge mistake. I, I don't slept with all the lights on. <laughs> TV on. On I, Nickelodeon. I I, Yo, you know what? I the, think I slept with my house shoes on just in case I had to break <laughs> out of there. You know what I mean? Yo, you know what the realest shit is? Is whenever you watch a horror movie, you have to watch something after it that's like the complete yeah. opposite of a horror movie. My go-to, <laughs> and, and this is when I was a kid, was yeah. always uh, Animal Planet. Okay, I, yeah, I, I needed most... uh, I needed Steve Irwin to, <laughs> to to bring me back down to earth. Uh, his passing still hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not able. Well, you, you got his daughter, uh, Mindy, right? Mindy, Mindy, Irwin. Mindy, yeah, something. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I forget what her name yeah, is. But she's, uh, she's pretty dope. I've seen like, yeah. footage of her, but like. I just needed the crocodile hunter to, you know, get me right. <laughs> the croc is, is that his name, crocodile hunter? Wasn't it? Wasn't it the crocodile hunter? Steve Irwin, crocodile hunter. It sounds right. I don't yeah, know if it is. Yeah, uh, it fair enough. Crocodile hunter. Um, Crikey! Yeah, for for me, it's always Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I always have to watch like, or at least this was true when I was like a lot younger. Was uh, it was always like Rugrats or like hey arnold or like something that was just like brought me back down to earth where just like uh this returns me to normal like what did they say the rugrats were about it was about um uh that bullshit theory yeah that uh who is it stew went crazy and uh, his wife had like a stillborn and that's why he keeps making all these toys and shit and the kids are all just made up and well i heard a theory that like veronica that was the older girl right was it Veronica? I I don't think so. Veronica? Yeah, like or the one that was like uh, Susie. Was she? Was she the like as the, old the as... older, meaner one? Oh no, Angelica. Angelica. Yeah, yeah. that Angelica um, was a kid with like a mental disability who created those other characters, those other babies. Oh yeah, I guess that's like, she, like she had like the autism theory. or something like that. She yeah. created the other kids. Yeah. Yo, when you learn about like the darkness behind a lot of those, yeah, they're not. Pretty, they're not I'm like, why, guys? Why like, do you try to ruin everything? <laughs> the, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was the one that I do believe, though. What it was that? It was about what like was three it? dead kids who died in like that cul-de-sac, the neighborhood that they lived in. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the way they're dressed, they're all kids from different generations. Like one kid is dressed like he's from the '70s. God, one kid why? is dressed like the '80s. The other kid is dressed like the '90s. Yeah. And do you know how in the show? They're always running from those mean girls in the neighborhood. Sure. But you never see the girls. All you see is their like demonic eyes. I don't recall. I didn't really watch too much. Uh, yeah. If you watch it now as an adult, you're going to be like, holy shit. Jesus. And then Scooby-Doo is about the Great Depression. Oh, is that true? What's the connection yeah. with that? Uh, so if you look at all of the villains in Scooby-Doo, yeah. it's, al- it's always some person who was originally in like a position of uh, high stature, mm-hmm. uh, a museum art curator, a bank manager or um 
you but know, can that just be because that's back when like the Scooby-Doo was one, like that was 70 and 80s, right? I think it was like the like 50s and 60s, whatever the Great Depression was. But they came out around. with Scooby-Doo? Yeah. No. Yeah. Scooby-Doo came out in like the 70s or 80s. It was like 60s, 70s, right? So it was like during the Great Depression or it was supposed to be based during the Great Depression when like, again, people of stature were, had lost all of their money and then mm. were then resorting to crime. So a bank manager who lost all of his money in the Great Depression was now staging the bank to look like it was robbed and when mm. he was the person doing it. Yeah. The museum curator, the whatever, whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was actually true, which was pretty Oh, cool. is it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I got to go uh, do my Googles about that. I, I got to go see about this. Uh, but you know what? Actually, no, I won't go do I'm, I'm, I want to be. You don't want to ruin it for yourself? I want to stay in blissful ignorance of any sort of like. Uh, like the meaning. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the creation or like yeah. the thought behind the creation. Yeah, of I shows. definitely want to stay in the Matrix. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get unplugged. I'd, I'd rather just believe in the. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but uh, but that actually leads to uh, uh, to, to some sad news. Uh, Luke Perry uh, suffered a stroke and passed away, and then we just found out that Alex Trebek has like stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And Luke Perry is uh, from nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. Uh, and he was also in. Uh, he he's currently or he was currently on the show uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, that's um that's crazy, man. To to go at fifty two from a stroke, yeah, it's Jesus, young. yeah, young. yeah, that's uh that's wild. I, I know everybody else is going to their doctor right now, saying check out my arteries, yeah. all right, make sure everything's copacetic. Although, what causes a stroke? What I don't is isn't that just like random? I yeah, I have no idea what causes a stroke or like what you can do to prevent it. Yeah, fuck, I. I do you have any fruit in here? Uh, uh, I do have some grapes. And they, okay, yeah. it's just some grapes. Yeah. I, I'm going to start eating more fruit. I, listen, I'm not trying to take any chances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what they say. Fruits and vegetables, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need, I, to, we need to keep the fruit in the studio. Yeah, well, they, I, I don't know. Well, it is pretty cold down here, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> it'll, it'll be all right. right? Um, then yeah, Alex Trebek, um, Je- longtime Jeopardy host. Yeah. Uh, recently announced that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. I yeah. think that's what um, that's what got Steve Jobs, didn't it? Pancreatic cancer. I think. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Fucking um, pancreatic cancer. Sounds like a bitch. <sighs> Damn, oh. man. But the the crazy thing is, is it's so far along. Well, I guess stage it's far four. along for in, t- in terms of that he's sharing it, you know, with the world. Uh, but that's just that, that's a stunner, right? To like. To just be like, all right, I'm chill, I'm chill, I'm chill. Oh, yeah, I have stage four. Cancer. Yeah, and it's like, it, and as far as I understand, it was, this is a new diagnosis of stage four cancer. Right? Oh, like he just found out he has stage four? As far as I understand, yeah. Fuck. So go to your doctors, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I'm saying that, and I need to follow that advice. Yeah. But fuck. I haven't been in like a yeah, year. No, get that shit checked out regularly, right? Any fucking bump or lump you feel, just get that shit checked out, man, because it's not fucking worth it. Because you have to ignore it for kind of a while. Mm-hmm. Not a while, but you have to ignore it enough for it to get to stage four. Like, that has to be like, it was something and you just didn't think it was for yeah, like months. Like, you had to be like, like, like fuck f- it. 10 years, like, damn, man, my pancreas. I don't think 10 years. Hurt. I think just like less than a year. Like, like damn, you, man, my Pancreas be acting up, and you just don't. I don't go even to know the doctor. Is it <laughs> just your ass? Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he said. 
you know your what? pancreas. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's related to that. Yeah. <laughs> or is that is that what they do? Is that why they always? Uh, is that why they check your prostate? No, no, prostate cancer, something different. Yeah, yeah prostate um, is, is is different. But I do think your pancreas does have. Yeah, to where do is with, your pancreas? Uh, your bowel. Yo, where? <laughs> you know, I had I had somebody tell me who's like somebody was like, you guys know absolutely nothing about like history. Nor do we know anything about the human body. I, yeah. We are not experts here on the Fade Podcast. Nor have Fuck we history. ever, <laughs> nor have we ever claimed to be. I do uh, care to know more about the human body. Uh, fuck history. No, no, no. I I do want to know more about history. So maybe we'll just we'll help each other out. We'll, we'll balance each other off. If you know more about uh, the uh, uh, pancreas, and I'll find out about you know what happened in the Korean War. Uh, yeah, fuck the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> a more interesting war, and and, and we we can talk. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, here here's uh, another war. Infinity War. People, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the war that's being cast right now is on Will Smith because he's about to. Uh, he's he's in negotiations. See, I really just can't talk. Yo, yeah, yeah, it's not my fault that I that. fucked up the uh, the intros. Uh, I'm slurring my words tonight. Um, you but, need to go to the doctor. Check yeah, that I shit know, out. right? Yo, just, don't you wish that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish that evil on don't me? Don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? You said that again. Um, uh, Will Smith is playing, or he's in negotiations, play uh, Richard Williams, uh, Venus and Serena's father, in the film. I think it's called King Richard. Uh, and everybody's kind of uh, Twitter, of course, was outraged uh, as is just, you know, hey, it, it's Wednesday. So, of course, Twitter's outraged about something. Uh, but everybody was outraged because um, uh, Will Smith is clearly of a lighter persuasion uh, where Richard is clearly not. He's jet black uh, and Will Smith is clearly uh, light skinned. <clears throat> Um, so they were saying like, hey, why don't you get somebody else to play Richard, such as uh, a, a soon to be Bond, uh, Idris Alba, uh, or uh, and I watched this uh, his uh, show. Uh, I just finished watching the season. Um, uh, Marshall Ali. Uh, I just finished watching uh, True Detective season mm-hmm. three. Fantastic, by the way. Uh, it was it was the thinker. It, it's not something that's going to like, you know. Oh my God, what's going on here? But it is something that makes you, it forces you to think. And I, th- I think it's a, a nice bounce back from season two, but I'm digressing from my point. <clears throat> but people are saying, hey, why don't you get one of those two to play? Um, what are your thoughts on that, Sure, Mike? So I, I've seen pictures of Serena, Serena and Venus Williams' father, uh, yeah. R- Richard, uh, Richard Williams. And I'm also questioning the Will Smith casting, right? Because one of the biggest parts of, of selling the film, especially to people who know the the Williams sister story and people who are familiar with Richard, is resemblance, right? You yeah. ha- like the character, ha- the actor playing this this real life person. You have to at least look like them, right? Yeah. Will Smith and and Richard Williams are very different skin tones. Now, yeah. is Will Smith capable of pulling it off from an uh, acting standpoint? Absolutely. But I would, I'd like to see. A, I mean, this is like uh, someone having casted a a vegan, uh, slim, Biggie Smalls in <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. You know, yeah. I don't want to fucking see a light skin, uh, in shape Biggie. No, you, you, ha- 
you <laughs> you have to be consistent, right? Yeah. Mannerisms, the like the 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 voice right as well as the look so a yeah. light skin will smith and a, and a dark skin richard williams it mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense um so <clears throat> i'm conflicted about this because on one hand i completely agree with that right um but two things first is um If you're Will Smith, or not if you need, not even if you're Will Smith, but if you're the person casting Will or having the potential to either cast, okay, you reach out to Idris. He says, you know what? Sounds interesting. You reach out to Marshall. Uh, you know what? Sounds good. I, I, I think I might come in and read for that. You just happen to drop a line to Will. You see him at a party, like, yo, Will. He's like, hey. Uh, what's yeah. up? Hey, that was good. That was good. That was <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, and he seems really interested. You have the potential to cast Will Smith in your film, and you're telling me you're not at least going to like poke that fire. Of course you are, because. But I think this goes to fundamental, like people don't understand how like movies work in terms of like you do it by your greatest potential to get your money back, right? Because first and foremost, you make a movie. And you have investors for that movie, right? Your number one goal outside of the creative process, especially when it's with bigger Hollywood movies and not necessarily so much independent movies, but with the Hollywood movies, your number one goal, fuck the creative side of it, is to return your money to your investors, right? That's your first goal. The second goal is to make a successful film, critically speaking, right? Um but make no mistake about it, the producers, everybody outside of perhaps the director and the actors are everybody else is very concerned with returning money to the investors. Because if you lose that money, then that means you're essentially done making movies. Nobody's going to give you any money to just piss down a dream anymore. Right. Um, so if you have a very bankable star like Will Smith and you have uh, somebody who, like each album, like they, they, they sell, you know, they're A-list actors, you know, but they're not Will Smith A-list actor, right? Will Smith is in the A++++ category. Yeah. You know how many failures he's had as a movie and he's people are still knocking at his door? Because he's delivered. That's how much he's delivered. You can always judge how much somebody's delivered. Like, for instance, there's only a handful of people in Hollywood who can do that, right? Tom Cruise. Make sloppy movie after sloppy movie every single year, it seems. And yet people keep giving him movies. Why? Because that's what his record indicates is that, look, we're going to have some misses here. But when you hit it out of the park, you're going to fucking hit that shit out of the park. Right. So if you have the potential to get Will Smith in order to ship this movie out and to have it sell before it's even you've even shot a frame yet. Why wouldn't you take that? Why, like, why would you not take that? Gamble? Yeah. And On the alternative side, I do understand that you have to get somebody to look like him, right? Like, if you're gonna do some sort of real life biopic, you know, biopic, biopic. I say biopic. Whatever, biopic. Um, if if you're gonna do that, then you have to get somebody who looks like the actual uh person, you know, um. And clearly, if you line this t- these two up, they don't look anything alike. Now, I will yell 
a bit of not hypocrisy, but it's like maybe Twitter just wasn't that big back then. Um, because I do recall Will Smith starring in concussion and I do not remember anybody really making that big of a deal that he played Dr. Uh, Bennett, uh, Omalu, who, um, was the, the doctor who discovered it, it, he's Nigerian, right? Jet black. Really? Nobody said anything. I think it's because nobody knew his story, but, um, Venus and Serena, Venus and Serena Williams are, are uh, but they, everybody knew a story. That's why they made a movie out of it. him. I, I didn't know shit about his story um, mm. up until like you know more recently, where the NFL was uh, kind of in hot water with. Uh, That's why I think everybody and, knew and, him. Though. And I heard his story, but I had no idea what he looked like. Right, uh, Richard okay. Williams. Fair I think enough. A okay. lot of people. Right. If you've seen Venus or Serena Williams, if you've seen any of their matches, you've seen their father in attendance. Yeah. So, you, so you're more familiar with what he looks like. Sure. Um, whereas yeah. if I don't okay. know what the person looks like, you can anybody can play that fucking role. But right? then that's. But then that's so that's. That there's something that doesn't feel like there is weird. a level of accuracy that you need when it's someone who uh, is in the public eye. Right. Mm. If it's a doctor yeah. that you've never seen before. Yeah. Maybe it's, hey, let's get an actor on this film who's going to, uh, for the most part, ensure a certain return on our investment. A big name who's going to draw people to the theaters, who's going to see the film. So we, you know, that return on our investment. Yeah. If you're making a movie about uh, fucking Elon Musk, you cannot cast, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a Korean actor. Jamie right? Foxx. Yeah. You, you can't fucking get Jamie Foxx. You I'll, can't do it. You know, although I do want to see and I actually wanted to ask this earlier. I was like, if they if they give if they make Will a little darker, is that kind of his blackface? Mm. <laughs> the, the quintessential questions to yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. He'd be wearing the the wardrobe would be by Gucci and Prada. They they would do the whole film. Yeah, we'll do it for free, guys. Yeah. We don't care. It's fine. There's a truck of shit on its way already. You didn't have to ask. We sent it. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah. Again, just to give my final thoughts on, it, I think there's a level of accuracy that needs to be uh, done here. I wonder what the Williams sisters think about this like hmm. I, i'm sure they love will smith i'm sure they, they like him i'm sure they've met before yeah um but if i'm serena williams yeah well, i i at least want because this film somebody is gonna, to look like your dad this yeah. film is gonna live on right yeah and and you know serena williams is uh i, I wouldn't even uh, want the film named i'll be perfectly honest yeah. I just serena just don't. yeah i probably wouldn't want to as fuck but yeah. serena williams she has a she has a daughter now right she's yeah. a child this film was live on in her her, her kid and her grandkids will probably eventually watch it. Yeah. And you at least want the person who played your father to resemble your father. That's so true. when this movie uh, is, is played for the next generation, the next generation, it's it's accurate. I think the accuracy for the people, for the families that this film is actually portraying is so important. Yeah, but also Will Smith played Ali, so... I, I no, think no, he, that was good. I, I but feel I, like no, no, a young it, Muhammad fairly, Ali and Will Smith were pretty consistent. Fairly, what I'm saying is, it's like so. Will Smith has a, a history of playing, uh, you know, real people like mm-hmm. uh, Ali, Bagger uh, Vance. Bagger Vance. Was uh, that a real person? 
Sure. Uh, let's, run, let's run with it. <laughs> I, I threw it out there. I disagreed. Yeah, I yeah, sold yeah. it to you. You're yeah, like, I disagreed. Yep. Yeah, I bought immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like when you get those emails for like certain deals, and you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, let's just roll the dice on this. Uh, Hell no, I never buy that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes, did you buy yeah. fire festival tickets? I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then he uh, obviously, like I said, with the uh, concussion with uh, Bennett uh, Mollet, he played somebody else. I think he did play somebody else too. Um, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, who played Mandela? Mandela, Mandela. Uh, no, that was Idris. That was Idris Alba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you see that's that's going in the opposite direction. Man, Idris is a bit darker than Mandela. Yeah, and also looks nothing like him. See, I think you can go darker. You can't go lighter. But that's what the fuck. <laughs> hey, like, yeah, I didn't make these rules. Okay. And and this is speaking from like a dark, you know, uh, I'm dark skin as well. So like, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. I guess I guess I just I don't take offense to things as easily as like everybody else. Like yeah. I don't. If they, I, I guess if they were making uh, and let's um settle the the biopic versus biopic thing, right? Yeah. I biopic, say biopic, biopic because it's a biographical picture. Yeah. You shorten both of those. It's bio picture, right? Biopic. Or biography pick. Sure. No, nigga. That is. That, that's why it's called a bio. Biopic. Bia. Like bia does not <laughs> bia. expand first, into. First of all, it's bio. Yeah. So biography. Bio. That's what that is. Yeah. So bio. Yeah. Pick. Yeah, biography picture. Biographical, yeah. So then biopic makes no sense. Why not when you just smash them together? Biography. Hey, hey, the last bio- time I no, the last time on. I checked we were in America. It's a biographical we're in picture. America. I can do what I want. No, you if can't. I want to smash bio bio and pick together. It's biopic. Land of the free, home of the brave motherfucker. It's biopic. <laughs> um <laughs> But I'm sorry, what we were what were you we saying? Uh I, I don't know. I got tremendously sidetracked. I Fuck. <laughs> Goddamn biopic, oh, no, biopic no. thing. So we were talking about Will Smith. Uh, then I said uh, the thing. No, I'm, so I'm dark it, as well. If you were, somebody was making a um, a picture about your life, right? Sure. A biopic. Yeah. Uh, would, and they casted Jussie Smollett <laughs> <laughs> to play you. I love you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, is this what? Is this how low you guys think of me? But it, that wouldn't be because of his skin color. Color that would be because but let's say they that ca- motherfucker. And, and forget all of the uh, controversy around <laughs> around uh, him at the moment. Yeah, like just by sheer lack of resemblance, you'd be like, you know, what's I, 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 going on right now? I just honestly, I wouldn't care. I, did, I literally just would not and and again I, I'm admitting that that that's probably not how most people feel but I just yeah, I just wouldn't I'd, I'd be like yeah cool whatever I don't give a shit now if they fucking no no, no okay he, I only care to a certain degree like so for instance if they fucking got like Shia LaBeouf to mm. like come in I'd be like <laughs> uh, guys what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> guys I feel like we could do better than yeah. this but like you know whatever like if it's Jesse Smollett or you know somebody darker I don't give a shit like or uh, Lakeith uh, Stanfield or Stanfield, right? Yeah, yeah right. I think it's yeah. Um, yeah, like I'd be like, eh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, as long as it's not like aggressively out of the realm <laughs> of possibility, I, I yeah, I wouldn't really care too much. But me, uh, me but personally, I would definitely want it uh, to at least bear s- somewhat of a resemblance. It's got to be either 
skin, uh, skin tone for me would be important. Like I want someone who matches my skin tone at least as and my build and you know. Yeah, I think build to me is more than like skin tone. Like build is just like, yeah, you can't have somebody super skinny playing somebody big. You can't yeah. have somebody big playing somebody. You super can't skinny. have Dwayne Johnson <laughs> play Tupac. <laughs> It's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that probably would not. Although that would that would uh, add to Tupac's aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, you would uh, you would feel very intimidated by uh, by him dancing around that California video that would, yeah. in a wild wild west like costume. Dear yeah. Mama, <laughs> <laughs> lifting weights. Hey, hey, Mom, look at look at these guns, Mom. Dear Mama, <laughs> he would change all the lyrics. He, he wouldn't even rap anymore. He would just be like Instagram posts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's enough of Will Smith. Uh, Sean Baker uh, made the news. Uh, he had a response to this uh, very stupid. And that's why I, I, I didn't stutter or mince my words. I said stupid uh, gripe that Spielberg has against the uh, Netflix, uh, you know, being up for for uh, awards. Who's Sean Baker again? Uh, he directed uh, a couple of very good indie movies. He directed uh, Tangerine, which was all shot on entirely on an iPhone. He's uh, he has a very uh, he has fame from that. And then uh, his uh, I don't know if that was his next movie, but perhaps that was his next movie. But it's called The Florida Project mm-hmm. with uh, uh, William Defoe, isn't it? OK, yeah. Um, uh, it's very good. That's actually a very, very good. I actually really recommend that movie. Uh, it's it's, it's Willem Defoe. Will. OK, it's not. Uh, it's Willem. All right. Uh, uh, biopic. Uh, <laughs> no, you said it right just, that time. Biopic. It's Damn it, did I? It's biopic. Yeah, exactly. Biopic. Yep. Damn it. Mine I fucked, fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want you to do that. All right, let's chill. No, it's already done. It's already done. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, so, so Sean Baker, he's, he's a really talented director. Um, and uh, he had a response. He, he and somebody else had a response. I forget what the other I think it was the person who wrote um, First Reformed, which was... Uh, Fuck, and I'm, I'm forgetting the name right off the top. Paul, Paul Schrader, uh, who are, who directed First Reform. Um, they they sort of had a response to this whole Spielberg and Netflix controversy. They were like, okay, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we meet you halfway here? Why don't um, uh, why doesn't Netflix have another tier for their subscription that says, okay, for an extra two three dollars a month, uh, you have an unlimited pass to go see our movies in the theater. And I was like, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad look for Netflix. If you release the film on Netflix, but you say, Hey, if you do want to see this movie in theater, we'll charge you two or $3 on your account and you can go to whatever theater you want and you can go see this film. That, I mean, as long as they can get the, Obviously, they would have to get like the locations. They would have to get enough people. Yeah, there's to a lot want to go and see that movie in theaters. Which locations? What theaters? There's well, a lot they, that goes into it. But yeah. you know, are there a lot of movies on Netflix uh, that I would love to have seen in theaters? Honestly, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, Bright. I would have loved to have seen Bright. Yeah, absolutely in yes. theaters. Uh, they're coming out with The Irishman with uh, Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. and I know they're going to do like a limited. They might do some sort of limited uh, theater release for that. Uh, so they are going to release in theaters no matter what. But 
Uh, I don't think it's going to have like a full throttle theatrical. Yeah, run. but if, if they did a but full had, theatrical release for that, I, I might go see that. Yeah. In, in in theaters, uh, they had uh, so Roma, and then it, to be able to watch it immediately again on Netflix, absolutely, holy shit! I'm telling you, I, I heard this idea and I was like, oh shit! Yeah, like, that that, that, that might idea might it. actually have legs, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of the times when you see a great movie in theaters, like you want to watch it again. Yes. Right. And if I were to be able to go see it in theaters, and Yo, the that changes week, the game. Be able to watch it again on my couch. That changes everything. Ooh. But then what you do is no, then the the Blu-ray lobby would try to kill you because they make their living off of. Uh, having it be eight months past when the movie came out. Yeah, yo, Blu-ray would be hot. <laughs> Blu-ray, they'd be like, we gotta eat too. <laughs> you <Yeah>. fuckers. <laughs> you fucking you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why we turned into... To, no, see, I, I was mimicking um, um, uh, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, you, know. you know who he is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 He, uh, um, he's so fun. I forget who... who I think it was it wasn't R. Kelly or just he went at somebody recently and yeah. and he's like I think he's Italian right or I have no idea or he's know. just from New York he probably was just he was going York. at somebody you motherfucker you you fucking fuck you <laughs> yeah he was it, yeah. it was hilarious all so, I remember is he talked about a Meek Mill and then everybody's just like we're all yeah yeah I don't know yeah. why he did that he fucked he's stating an opinion look he's saying something that I think a lot of other people probably agree on a ter- what. He said There's, Meek I'm sure. isn't a top ten Philly rapper. Well, okay, I don't, I just don't know that many Philly rappers, but I would have the to. The best assume, yeah. two Philly rappers ever to come to mind for me is Black Thought is number one, and then Meek. Not Beans. No, not Beans. What? Because Be- Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but Beans never had a, he he didn't have the type of career Meek has had. Beans I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking Beans. about like career. I'm talking yeah. about Beans lyrics, had so. Beanie Siegel had one um, like great album, right? Or I don't even know if it would, it's considered great, but he had like one really good album. No, no, I'm not talking about careers. I'm talking about Just, bars. I'm talking about yeah. I mean, but, but that's I think that's what Bagel Rappaport was talking about is that he's not really sure. Like any, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anybody has can. bars. I, I would say better than Beanie. You don't think Meek is better than what? <laughs> have you heard? Look, I, a very controversial. Have you heard champions? Champions, champions, uh, champions was uh, that was a upgrade from it's the his usual best work Meek. Today, for it sure. is clearly, but that's, that's like saying Trump tomorrow says, "Hey, you know what? I'm no longer going to attack Mexicans." It's like, I mean, that's better, but. What are no. we really like? No, the no. bar is not really that, that that's high. That's not right? comparable. That's not at all comparable. <laughs> I, Beanie it was great for Philly, but yeah. not on the level that Meek is lyrically and musically in terms of being able to put out album after album that just sure. knocks. Uh, look, look, I don't even want to argue. I don't yeah. want to get into this argument. But uh, back to this whole Netflix and uh, theatrical run thing. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a very very interesting idea to say that at the very least Spielberg is somewhere like motherfucker um, you you motherfucker okay guys you can go for an Oscar no problem let's not go down that road I don't want any beef I'm sorry 
<laughs> yeah. I'm sending and, uh, and Netflix clap back baskets. at uh and I can't believe I just said clap back, but uh they they shot back at uh Spielberg because they were like, look, they were essentially saying what we said, which is, look, we just are into putting out dope shit, so I'm not really sure what the issue is. Yeah. Like, and and I think that's what that's what I don't fucking understand with this whole Spielberg thing. It's just like, what are you? What's like? What are you afraid is going to happen? Like, are you afraid that these Netflix movies are going to be? Because that's the only way they can get into the Oscar conversation if they're really great movies, right? Yeah. So it's just like, make better movies then. Like, and I'm not saying that like this is the easiest thing in the world, but I'm saying that like. You're essentially admitting your own, and I don't want to rehash the whole shit situation, but you're you're admitting your own weakness when you're like, no, it's like it's like saying, it's like how like I imagine like when they were first letting like black people into like the NBA or whatever was like the precursor to the NBA, and they were like, there were people like, no, nah, we we don't want this guys, yeah, get them out immediately, right? It's just mm. like you're afraid of something. Yeah. <laughs> mm, we don't. You had to have been from a white neighborhood. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like spielberg is trying to set up these like blockades right these obstacles for for like netflix and other streaming services to yeah. to jump through these hoops to get nominated or to simply build a wall so that they can't get nominated when he's not even considering the fact that the product is the most important thing at the end of the day yeah and i, and I think but i, I it, it's so weird because it's like it, it that's the most obvious thing in the world like Okay, you can sit here and argue that perhaps Netflix has a an advantage over everybody else because they they have their product out to everybody else and it's right there sitting in in front of them in their living room. Um, but that if uh, Roma was a trash movie or a mediocre movie, we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, as an Oscar, it wouldn't contender. even matter. Yeah. So it's just like you're not you're making an argument for something that's not really it wouldn't be an argument unless the thing itself wasn't that fucking good yeah you know? I, I wonder what happened when someone close to spielberg asked him that question like so what if he probably movie, doesn't answer what if the movie is good and he's just like you mother <laughs> you <fucker."> mother fuck <laughs> back on rap before just comes out of nowhere like, you motherfucker. Mother <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so yeah i thought i thought we should talk about that real quick uh we have another um hey yo hold on real a, quick yeah Kylie Jenner is the youngest yeah. billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was going to try to mention not right now, but I, I was going to mention that crazy? this. Um, no, we, and we already we she already owns talked 100% about hundred percent of Kylie. I didn't know. I didn't realize she owned one hundred percent of Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah, if you're her, why would you not? I mean, because like you don't lot, you don't need investors. Like it's for example, like um, you know, of the let's say twenty hotels in the U.S. Uh, that are named Trump Hotel, Trump Plaza. He only really owns like two or three because Trump is poor, like or he was poor. Uh, Trump, Trump, he never even owned the buildings, right? He just literally just uh, they would pay him to put their name, put his, uh, the Trump name on the fucking towers. Yeah, well, so like, so again, he owns like two or three of the hotels that yeah, bear but his not. Name. But for by the most large, part, he's yeah. leasing out the, the the license or the use of his name. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, and I think like most of the hotels in New York at this point have taken removed his name from their buildings <laughs> yeah. um I, I know they were that like backfired <laughs> there were like three or four last like last month who officially like had trump removed from from their hotels sure uh because the residents who are living in those buildings are like yeah, we don't want that guy's fucking we don't know smoke anymore. Yeah, yeah yeah so um but anyway so you know 
again, I initially thought maybe she owned like a large percentage of it, and the others, and or some of it was like licensing. The, well, the why name. would you? So, so here, here's the thing: is if you're Kylie Jenner, right? What are the reasons why you would need to diverse your investment in in a company? Right? It's to build funds, right? Yeah, that, that's the only reason why you give people a stake in whatever it is, is because you don't have enough money to do it yourself. If you're Kylie. She's got what? There's only like seven people working in Kylie Cosmetics now. I love how they say that, but it's like you're producing this somehow, though. So, no, you don't just have seven yeah. people working on this. Some kid in fucking thousand <laughs> kids in China who work sixteen hour days <laughs> for fifteen dollars, twelve cents per year. Yeah. Uh, that that that. Uh, that but so initially, product. I thought like maybe she, uh, for example, like what Jay Z did with Title, right? He owned hundred percent of it, sold off. Um, you know, majority stakes in it. So I think you so do on. that when you're abandoning ship, when you're like, uh, this is too rich for my blood and you're getting or out. Right? You, you want to grow it. You know, you, sure. you know, obviously there's a lot to gain uh, financially if you're selling off portions of it, but you don't, but, but again, if you're, if you're Kylie, like what's your, you're already stupid rich. So it's not money. You, you, yeah. You're not really seeking money. Right. But I mean, before Kylie, if you eliminate Kylie cosmetics, right, she, She's still very rich, but yeah. Kylie Cosmetics is the bulk of it. Uh, anyway, I just didn't realize that she owned one hundred percent of it, and yeah. you know it's now valued at like nine hundred plus million. And then her other assets bring her into like the billion dollar uh, status. But yeah, I, I've kind of changed 21, my tune on this. Great for her. I, I've changed my tune a little bit. Uh, there's two different arguments which I think people are having at the same time about this, which is uh, one they're like. I, this is what's wrong with our country that somebody like Kylie Jenner can rise up and make a billion dollars. I don't think that? that at all. Like I, I, I think, I think it it's different when you are, and, and you could argue because there's some kids in Bangladesh making her, I don't know why I keep going to, is that where they make a lot of shit? Ah, Bangladesh. Let's stick with Bangladesh. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Peru, Bangladesh. Yeah. Uh, there's some kids in Bangladesh uh, making her uh, cosmetics. And I'm sure she's doing that through some sort of third party, right? Mm-hmm. That she, they're just outsourcing the actual creation of the products through some sort of third party. Just um, like Maybelline, L'Oreal. Exactly. They Cover just Girl, outsource yeah. that shit, right? Um, but you don't have, it's not like, and I'm sure those seven people who are actually working for her company are, I'm sure they're well compensated. I, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're, She's paying them correctly. Gotta be. You gotta be. You can't not pay the only seven people you've yeah. got working in your billion dollar company. Yeah. You can't not if, pay if, them correctly. If, if, if they don't have like, you know, benefits, if they're still asking for like dental and vision and, <laughs> and they're still trying to unionize, they're, yeah. like, they're like, guys, guys, we need to pick it tomorrow. Right? If they're hourly employees, <laughs> holy shit, Kylie, what the fuck? Um, Yo, if none of, if like three of them call out sick, the whole company shuts down. <laughs> Yo, oh shit, don't let there be like the fucking flu going around oh, in your no. office. It's Fuck. Th- that is it for cosmetics. Went from $900 million to $100,000 in value because no one worked that day. <laughs> um. So, so, so yeah, like there's that argument that like, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, right? If you're compensating the people that are paying you, if you're compensating them correctly and um, you're not just hoarding all the money for yourself, right? It's not her fault that the company's valued at $900 million and she's the 100% shareholder of it, right? Um, 
but the the reason why I have a problem with capitalism at times is that it's an excuse for those at the top to step on everybody else beneath. So they'll so Jeff Bezos with Amazon, right? He's like, man, yeah, I'm really rich. I've really built this company. Meanwhile, your fucking employees are running around like I, I heard they don't even get they don't even get bathroom breaks. They like they they have to like like fucking hold like containers or some shit with them. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they they have they, to like you know it's a lot of it at the bottom. It becomes production based, right? So like exactly, you have to do this amount of work and this amount of time, and yeah. then the amount of work you have to do is yeah. Far Otherwise, greater will than kill your first you child. Have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you know. So I, I look at this whole situation as like. I want to know the inner workings a, a bit. You know, the company has seven employees. Like, you know, where are they outsourcing the the creation of the product? And yeah, are, are, I'm sure that's where things get a lot sketchy. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it, what what I want people to understand about like what happens when you outsource manufacturing of some products, right? You know, you, people will say, "Oh, you know, the people in India or whatever that are making these products are only being paid." $30 a day yeah. sometimes not all the time but sometimes the wage that they're being paid is relative to the the cost of living in that area right so if I, I'm going to use uh, Puma for example if mm. Puma is manufacturing shoes in Bangladesh and the employees are making on average $100 a week and $100 a week is on par with the uh, income for that area it's kind of it's like you know, could Puma be paying them more? Well, over, well, like much greater than that hundred dollars a week. Sure, but is Puma violating those people by not paying them more than what the average income for that area is? Not no, really. But this comes full circle with the conversation we're having about the uh, the the supply chain and in, uh, in, in in Coke. Is is that the value that you add to it? Versus what you're paying the people who actually make the shit that you're selling that you're up, uh, you know, that, that you're, what do you call it? Upselling or not? That's not upselling. Uh, marking up <clears throat> is uh, some would consider that unethical, right? Cause that's like saying that here in the U S you're paying your, just like, again, just like with Amazon, you, you, and then on top of that, on top of not compensating them, in accordance to like what you're actually making off of the product that they're making, um, the working conditions, right? Cause I, I yeah, that's, only, that's the thing that most people have a problem with is are yeah, the working conditions is that you can't force people to essentially like work almost like slaves. If the fact you didn't pay them <laughs> $30 per week or whatever the fuck it is that you pay them, um, they would essentially be saves in, the, in that, in that case, but okay, you're, you're paying them a little bit. Um, but, the conditions that they're working in are slave conditions, right? Yeah. Where they can't do certain things. Uh, if they leave, then they're going to either get fired or they're, you know, they're going to face some severe consequence uh, just for something that we would consider like, uh, look, I get up at least 18 times a day to go piss in the bathroom, you know? Um, if they said they're going to fire me, I'm like, all right. Fine. Yeah. If any of Kali cosmetic products are made in, in, in Mexico, while Kanye is wearing a MAGA hat <laughs> and their sister's meeting with Trump. I, I, I got a big problem with that. It's like, you bitch. <laughs> I don't ever hear you campaigning for uh, for for not building the wall. Yeah. Your products are made over over that wall. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with her like in the way that she's done it. She she it doesn't seem at least and again I don't know I don't really know that much about it, but it doesn't seem like it's that like nefarious of a thing. Yeah. To me, um, I'm just like, you know, 
shout out to her, 21 year old woman, uh, youngest billionaire in the world, which is great. Hopefully, she does. Shout something. out about the shout out to those people who are blowing dough on these Ky- Kylie cosmetics, knowing it comes from the same factory that makes the Maybelline. Same <laughs> shit. Uh, I, I love I, I love hearing those stories. Like, yeah. he, like um, for example, Jordans and like Stefan Marbury shoes, Starberries yeah. are manufactured in the same exact plant. Yeah. But the Jordans, the Marbury's cost like thirty dollars, and the yeah. Jordans are two fifty. <laughs> and I'm like, when yeah. I hear that, I'm like, that that's why I, I kind of laugh. A name matters. I've never man. bought a pair of Jordans, and I'm names like, matter. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, shout out to Kylie Jenner. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. So dictionary.com kind of came for her on Twitter, though, like because the articles that were coming out were like Kylie Jenner. Self-made. Youngest yeah. self-made and dictionary.com kind of like gave the definition for self-made. Yeah. Um, but then again, the rebuttal to that is, you know, nobody ever has done it entirely by themselves. Everybody has help along the way. Yeah. Um, but in Kylie's case, she owns no, 100% no, no. of her brand. That's, that's, he, that's here's, self-made. This is a false argument that we're all having right because we, we're like to we're, we're arguing as if it's one or the other when really it's a spectrum you're absolutely right that not there's not one single person that doesn't ha- have help along the way but it's a it's a huge difference to have an automatic machine behind you where you don't you really don't have to do sh- be, i don't know if she did any marketing for the early yeah. stages of kylie cosmetics because you don't have to, the the Kardashian name, the Jenner name already speaks. And that's what she said, too. That's the thing that she said. She said, um, oh, um, you know, they when I, when I got to a certain age, my parents told me, hey, you're going to have to do this shit on your own. Like, you are not, we're not, nobody's going to like sit here and hold your hand through all of it, nor are you going to have access to this wealth of uh, money. And she said, OK, for that reason, I feel like I'm self-made. It's bullshit because for you not to recognize that your name alone ships out those yeah. fucking cosmetics which is way more currency than money fuck money the name means more yeah. more than any of that shit. your father was an olympian yeah. right so his name carries weight and yeah. then your mother was married to uh robert kardashian who represented oj and his name carries a lot of weight your sister sucked ray j's <laughs> dick on camera there's that yeah right so every so you know she like you said had a pool of uh uh, of resources to tap, not even financial resources, but a pool of. Yeah, the, uh, uh, I would argue that like the, free marketing, right? Because you're you're attached to names that are already very uh, monetizable, right? Absolutely, I, I would argue that the monetary aspect of that is actually that, that's the that's the that almost like the least. That's the least. Um, I think she could have dropped any product. She could have uh, started a shoe. She company. could have pushed she, out shoes. She, she could have started fuck making. Yeezys. Uh, We're talking Kylie's. Organic That's, yogurt. Uh, yeah. Kylie yogurt. Kylie. And it, it Kylie Froyo. Yeah, because yeah. of her name. So yeah. uh, she owns 100% of the company. That's her. Congratulations. Yeah, look, hey, look, big ups for her. I'm not mad at her. You know, sure. Yeah. Not as much so as, you know, the person who. Actually, was born like with, with not with, a goddamn nothing, thing, no name, you know? no money, no, no sister, never sucked in <laughs> Ray J's dick. Um, yeah. But you know, at the same time, not taking any weight from her. Congrats. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's. Uh, let's. Uh, you, you said you want to talk about Domino's for some reason. I don't. I don't know why. You oh yeah, about yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh shit. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. Okay. So, I asked you earlier. What do you think? was one of the moments in in modern history right in the television era in which Domino's generated the most amount of revenue got the most calls shipped or delivered the most pizza 
right? And so this was a moment in time that's very um Oh, I think I iconic, got it. Right? Yeah. What is it? Bronco Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, so, so uh, you know, earlier I asked you this question and you were kind of like, you know, I said, uh, Princess Diana's Princess death Diana's for some reason. Death. I don't know why. Yeah. So you, like, you're thinking about some of these big Just moments in history where people were watching TV sure. where people would likely order uh, pizza. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't any of the Super Bowls. It wasn't Princess Diana's death or any of the Royal weddings, the time in which Domino's pizza generated the most revenue or had the most uh, amount of like incoming calls or so on and so on it was doing that iconic oj chase right so it's crazy when you think about it or it's crazy initially but when you think about it like what was it like 93 million americans were watching that oj but that, i think that's what the insanity like that that tells you i think everything you need to know like people have this thing about like man trump's a crazy guy trump's insane trump's this who's crazier trump or us like we're the crazy ones like we're the people who voted him into office whether you want to say that that was your neighbor not you whatever the fuck it is fine but enough people voted for that dude to get him to office and i think it's the same thing with this oj thing like you you like 93 million people decided to sit in their house and just watch a white tronco uh bronco truck Drive down the fucking freeway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and and I'm kind of misquoted here. So it wasn't necessarily their highest grossing day in revenue. It was their busiest day ever when they got. What does that uh, even mean, though? So it's probably where they got the most amount of like calls. They got the most amount of like traffic to to their phone lines, their website. Uh, I guess which doesn't necessarily need to be their most profitable day. Exactly. I Busy yeah. versus profitable is different, right? Um, so 95 million people watched this oj uh chase that, blows that my fucking is mind, dude. crazy domino's pizza is probably like how do we you know make this happen again who could we get <laughs> <laughs> what celebrity could we sabotage yo can, can we get chloe <laughs> in a white bronco <laughs> How do, how do we get Khloe Kardashian in a white yeah, Bronco? They're they're looking at to uh, imitate her father's. Nah, they're 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 looking <laughs> at all these uh, these crazy celebrities. They're like Lindsay, what are you doing, Lindsay? They're like mm, Tristan. Are you a little maybe? crazy? But John, Tristan. Tristan doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Amanda, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, what are you doing right now? Mm, we who just, else? You're getting R. Kelly. Yo, oh, they're like yo, <gasps> get we R. Kelly one. a new Bronco. Oh. <laughs> Get him the new Yo, 2019. He has like four Broncos in his driveway right now. Domino's Pizza is <laughs> calling Ford like, hey, are, th- are they in production yet? Can we get Make one? Make it we happen. Need- Can we get a white one? <laughs> Put it in our Kelly's driveway. <laughs> Yo. Oh, shit. That reminds me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we really do need to talk about at least for a second about this uh, this whole R. Kelly sh- situation because it's, uh, it's reaching almost comical level here. Uh, Yo. I know it's not funny for the people who actually like you know, they were abused by R. Kelly or were misled, whatever the fuck it is that you want to say, right? But it's he okay. I, I'll let you explain. So it. you, you yeah. saw the interview, right? Yeah, I, I I didn't see it like through and through, but I yeah. saw enough of enough clips from. So it. in R. Kelly or Robert Kelly's first television appearance, <laughs> is that what we're doing now? Yeah, we're, we got, we're calling him Robert. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> didn't even know his name. <laughs> they thought his real government name was R. Kelly. Yeah. So in um, R. Kelly's first television interview uh, since his uh, most recent arrest, he sat down with Gail King, um, 
who fucking works for Oprah. Uh, throw that in there. Yeah, Oprah's that's getting a, money. That's a, isn't that uh, Oprah's best friend? Yeah, but it's also Oprah's employee. She knows her place. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs at all of Oprah's Don't jokes. Don't you step out of pocket, <laughs> even if they're not funny. <laughs> Oprah's you like, have to laugh. so uh, there's a pastor and a rabbi sitting. And Gail's already like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so Robert Kelly sat down with Gail King, who what was it like? Uh, CNN, NBC? No, no, it's uh, CBS. CBS? Yeah, okay. one of those fucking letters. Um, <laughs> so he sat down with Gail King, and yeah. he had a very uh, emotional slash comical oh, this was, uh, slash cringeworthy interview with oh, him, right? This was a tour de force in terms of uh, just you go through every single emotion. He had every single emotion. Yeah, so yeah. obviously... Gail didn't hold back. She asked him very direct yo, questions yo. and she did not, she challenged him. Right. And, and, and she kind of like stood her ground. There were moments when I remember she asked him the question, like, have you ever had sex with a minor? Yeah. And he said, no, no, I have not. And he like defiantly said no. And she, her immediate response was, that's hard for me to believe. Like, <laughs> I, I just can't believe yo, that hold on, hold on. with hold on, everything hold on. that's happened. Work, work, work. I know we didn't get the drop for her. A24, but we got to drop her for fucking Gail King. Holy shit. Yeah. Yo. She might need to defend Winterfell against the White Walkers (laughs) because she stood her fucking ground. (laughs) Yo. Yeah, she might have to be on the front lines. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we might have to get her out there in the first Calvary. Um, Yo, this dude was wiling and she just sat there cool. She's like, are you you all right now? Can you? We can't continue this conversation. If you're going to be uh, having these outbursts, God yeah, so, and, damn. And the outburst you're talking about is there was a point in time where in the interview, R. Kelly stood up and he was talking directly to the cameras and he was, uh, he, 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 he was wild. He was like uncontrollable at some points in the interview. Um, you know, very emotional. And again, we don't know if it was true emotion um, or if it was a stage that he was setting to, you know, if he was acting in a sense, right? Yeah. I'm going to lean towards it was true emotion for this reason, mm-hmm. even if he is guilty, mm-hmm. to his point, right, what he's doing right now, he's fighting for his freedom. It's like yeah. it's like when you get caught cheating, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, ang- you you're not remorseful because you cheated. You're remorseful because, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're fighting, fighting to keep to that relationship not be exposed. Going, yeah. Right. So right now he's fighting for oh, public you meant, I thought sympathy. You meant cheating on a test. You meant cheating as in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other type yeah. of cheating. The okay. other type. Yeah. So he's fighting right now for uh public, you know, public sympathy to help steer the course of his uh upcoming trial, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand his emotion, but holy fuck, like I, like how stupid could you be, right? So not only and, and it was a funny part in the interview where he was like, you know, uh, he said when I got all those, when I got in trouble and all those allegations way, way back, like he tried to push back um, the the R. Kelly trial back yeah. in the day when he uh, apparently had sex on tape with that minor. Well, that was like almost 20 years ago. But he tried to push it back another 20. <laughs> it was like way, way back. <laughs> he, he was talking about that trial like when white people talk about slavery. They're like, that was 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Weren't the first original White Walkers around back then? <laughs> that was north of the wall hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. 80 years ago, 70 years ago. Right? Um, so he tried to, you know, 
those that way way back those allegations <laughs> 40 oh, 50 shit. 60 years ago like R. Yeah. Kelly come on um so anyway w- watching the interview again it's kind of cringeworthy you, yeah, you don't know whether to believe him or not uh, but uh, Gail King she was poised in her interview yo. she uh, talk about professionalism yo Gail fucking King uh, look man it's it so great I gotta drop another <laughs> one for oh my god she just stood her fucking ground you know and she didn't she didn't and and here's the thing right I, I have this thing where I have like sympathy for people like in terms of like if somebody's really adamant that they didn't do something I'm like damn should we at least like hear them out yeah but then you quickly remember with R. Kelly, there's multiple video evidence of him for doing these acts to uh, underage women, right? Yeah. Or girls, because they're 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 not even fucking past the age of like 13 and 14, right? Um, and sometimes when I'm like arguing with somebody and they're super adamant that they didn't do something or say something, I'm like, in my mind, my mind does this weird thing where I'm like, I gotta believe them a little bit. Like I can't go super hard. But Gail was like, nah, I saw the tapes. Fuck that. Like yeah. you know, and 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 I think that's that that's something that I'm like really curious about in reality. Like, because it's like it, it it's why I believe and again I've used Trump for pretty much every example, but uh, I'll use him for one more. It's like I know the things that he's saying are lies, right? But because he believes in it so much, there's a part of me that wants to believe he's not that crazy just to like lie blatantly and obviously like there's a part of me that doesn't want to believe that he's that he's the that bad yeah but then you know then we kind of understand the the psyche behind you know pathological liars right yeah psychopaths they truly believe that like the things that they've done are like they they trick themselves into believing that they're not guilty they're not at fault right but that, so, no but but that's that's different that's different from saying i don't believe the thing that i did was wrong than i didn't do it at all there's like there, there there's a you, you there's see a where very subtle thin d- line behind that right there, there like, isn't though someone like donald trump right when when he's presented with a fact right he's like mm-hmm. he just chooses not to I'm not going to believe your fact. I'm going to believe my version of what I believe that fact is. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's what R. Kelly's doing here. It's like, I didn't do what you're saying I Mm. did. I did what I think I did, which is there's nothing wrong with what I did. I think that's what he's doing. But then it's like, no, but you know, the girl is 14. She said it in a video. You even repeated it and you still proceeded to do it anyways. So even if she wasn't 14, right? She said she was 14. Yeah. And you repeated it. So for all intents and purposes, you believed at that moment that she was 14, whether she was or she wasn't. Yeah. So it's just like what like for me, what (laughs) makes R. Kelly, what what makes him guilty here is the fact that this is not the like if this is the first time he wound up in this situation. uh, You know, maybe we can try to like at least somehow see it as well. 20 years ago, you were here. Yeah. Fast forward. 20 years ago, you're here again, yeah. right? And 20 years ago, there was a certain type of evidence that was presented a video, and, and apparently there's another video, and yeah. over the course of these 20 years, these things have been happening. You've got seven girlfriends living at your house. That's And, and that's, one, that's another thing that he said will. that, like, he was, and that's another thing. I'm, I'm like, God damn it. Like, now you're forcing me to, like, go back because he, he's like, does that even make logical sense that you know i would be keeping all these women in my house i'm like no that doesn't make logical sense to anybody and yet somehow 
it seems to be true. Yeah. And some of these girls' parents have been like pleading for you to like release their daughters. Oh, oh that's like, okay. This is the this is the part where I don't think he's just he's not very intelligent. Um so he says he says uh, uh some of these parents they you know they're willing to sell their daughters off. What kind of parent are you? Now he's trying to make the he's trying to essentially flip the script and say but in flipping the script he casually admits that because if you sell something to somebody, right? There you have to, to have somebody there has to be a buyer of it, yeah. right? So you're admitting that you're buying these un, these nineteen year old, eighteen year old, whatever the case. Care. Why? Yeah. Like why? And why, and why himself, are you buying like, these girls? And, and he has daughters too, which then yeah. you know, kind of. Then you question like, well, if you're buying these girls and you're a father yourself with daughters, like, what kind of monster are you? Yeah, and he, and he, and, and that's the part that I'm like. <sighs> and then Gail asked him like, if someone were, if your daughter were to come to you, and you know, say that a, a man was doing the things that you've been accused of doing to these young women, mm-hmm. how would you respond? And he was just like, you know, I would basically saying like, you know, you guys would have me on a murder charge. Like if that were to happen to my daughter, I like basically saying he would take action. Right. And then, then you're looking at him say these things like, well, but, but then <laughs> you, you have someone's daughter at your house and, and the, those parents are trying yeah. to get their daughter back from you. But you're saying you would take action against someone else if they had your daughter. Right. It's it, it's a very like, crazy, confusing situation. And, you know, you kind of want to like think, like, is R. Kelly telling the truth? But no, there's so but much. I, I think that's, but that's the, people like him. And I think you said it best. Like when you're a psychopath, like you, like you, lying is not a problem to you. Right. And I think when I was like, well, I don't think he's, he's not just, he's not living his own truth, meaning that like he's not saying, like, hey, uh, what I did wasn't wrong. He's saying that I didn't do those things you guys are saying at all. But then you added in, well, I think he's saying that, like, the things that, the things that he's saying, we're saying that he did. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I didn't do that. But like, he's it's like warped in his mind. It's like it, it it's like for whatever reason it's not processing as. Yeah, you slept with underage girls. He he's like building almost like, um, what do you, what do you call excuses or he's like rationalizing, rationalizing. Right? Yeah, and, and I think like he's just in his mind he's finding the flaws, the technicality, and oh, you're saying I did that? I didn't do that. Like specifically, I did this. yeah, I didn't sleep with those underage girls. They slept with me. <laughs> Very yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah some crazy so, shit like that. Yeah. Who do you who do you dislike more, uh, R. Kelly or Joffrey? <laughs> <laughs> shit damn i still look i still i I still hate joffrey with like hate i know i know r kelly is an actual what, what person. is a real person <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like eh, i still gotta hate he joffrey didn't make the that. remix to ignition <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hot and fresh out the kitchen <laughs> yo we're assholes yo super uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um yeah, so so to to, to tie a tie a bow on this whole R. Kelly thing, man. Um, that was uh very riveting television. I'm not gonna lie. CBS yeah. they, CBS knocked that out of the park with that. They're they, I'm sure they're gonna have viewers Yo, out the of the producers after that. Producers. Oh yeah, when they booked behind that behind the cameras. When they booked that, they were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Yo, we hope he just goes <laughs> off. Is there a Bronco outside right now? <laughs> oh my god. 
someone was on their way and they were late. They were like, fuck, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm in the Bronco right now. There's an accident up ahead. Keep R. Kelly there. Keep asking questions. Gail, keep saying he's a piece of shit, please. Ford was like, Gail, we're transferring you the money now. Keep him there. <laughs> All right, um, let's keep going. What, yeah. what else we got? Uh, well, I, I don't know if we have much more time uh, to go with. Uh, we were going to talk about, because uh, we are going to be doing a, a press play. Uh, not tonight. Uh, Saturday or sometime this weekend. We're going to be doing a press play um, on Captain Marvel, which comes out this uh, Friday, Thursday, to be more accurate. Um, so we are going to talk a little bit about the origins of uh, a one Carol Danvers. Yeah. So, you know what? Um, let's, you know, I was thinking about uh, what would make the most sense. And yeah. what I want to do is before we actually do the press play, maybe let's talk about let's do the learnings beforehand. Let's talk about the story of Captain Marvel, then we'll do the press play. But for tonight, uh, it, unless unless you really want to dive into it, I'd, I'd love to do film school. I don't think we've okay. done it in a while. Sure. Uh, and we've got a good one tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got another film school coming at you live and direct. Not straight to your face. Uh, you know what? Keep straight to your face. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, All right. Now I'm confused. Because everyone, live and direct, everyone says that. Keep, like, now that I hear it, keep straight to your face. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we. I think we. We got to decide here. Right. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Permanently? If you don't. If you don't use it, I'm gonna steal it. Hey, I. You can steal straight to your face because that just sounds weird to sing it on its own. No, you, you got to make him uncomfortable. You gotta. You know, <laughs> You're making me feel uncomfortable right greatness now. Greatness never happens in the seat of comfort. Uh, right? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Um, okay. So uh, we've got another film school coming at you guys. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about assistant directors, which I feel like is a very underappreciated uh, job, but a very vital job to have uh, on a on a on a film set uh, and in a film production. Um, uh, so let's just uh, jump right into it. Uh, so uh, what do uh, assistant directors do? Uh, ADs, as they're named for short, um, they essentially, uh, the, the assistant director's department is sort of like the bridge between the director and the rest of the production crew. Uh, the, the first, the, there's, there's tiers of assistant directors. There's uh, first uh, AD, second AD, and then sometimes third AD. Um, and, uh, the first, uh, AD heads up the department and acts as like the director's essentially like right hand. Think of them as Tyrion to Daenerys's, uh, queen. That, that was a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Cause I was trying to, again, this is new information to me. So I'm learning yeah. this as our listeners are learning. And that yeah. was a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what can I do? I, you know, I make very good metaphors here on yeah. the Fade podcast sometimes. Is, uh, uh, would like second AD be like Sir Jor? Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Okay. So second ADs would be like, they would help like, um, and, and uh, it's tough because it's like on every film set it, or not every film set, but on, different film sets it's, it, it can mean different things but like i would imagine second ad's are more commonly associated with like making sure like make uh the actors and actresses are in makeup um making sure that uh i don't know that uh transportation's arranged for everybody um those type of things so would that be your mormont um i feel who, like it would be who else is on her squad uh, we have the the dude from the Unsullied. 
Oh, oh, oh no, they would be like more like um, because he's in Daenerys' cabinet. He he yes, uh, but they would be more like what's her name? What's his girl's name? Uh, Shorty from. It's like Furious. M- Melis- <laughs> Fast and Furious. Is that, oh shit, that is her. That is her, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't you even didn't know that? that. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, uh, her name is Mal Melis. Melisant? No, no, no. Uh, I, I just made that up. Miss Missanti or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you really did. Just <laughs> you were just uh, you're just reaching 100% there. One hundred percent just made yeah. that up. Um, yeah, essentially, I think the second AD might be somebody along those lines. Um, although I don't know, because she reports kind of directly to Daenerys. I'm trying to find who reports to Tyrion, because whoever reports to Tyrion would essentially be the second AD. Who who takes orders from Tyrion? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe Varys a little bit. Probably, yeah. I would say Varys. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um. Okay. So. Um. So, like we said, uh, the first AD sort of acts as the director's uh, right hand. I don't know why it has to be the right hand, but uh, fair enough. Uh, and uh, they sort of take on the sort of imp- important practices uh, or, or practicalities of the shoot um, by ensuring, like, the the their responsibilities sort of mainly include keeping very sort of tight schedules. Uh, where they're responsible for in, in producing the uh, uh, shooting schedule for uh, a, a film production. So they would say, okay, hey, from 9 to 10.30, we're going to be shooting this particular scene here. Uh, and, and they do that by um, uh, uh, essentially creating, you know, again, the schedule and, and making sure that everybody has that uh, schedule. Uh, and, and I then, imagine that also includes uh, like the logistics for again, you know, say hey, we're, from this time we're going to be shooting on this set, then we're going to move to that set, then we're going to go on site to this location in mm-hmm. this city, making sure that um, you know if they're shooting on site, let's say in like downtown Chicago or not, yeah. st- streets are closed, yeah, absolutely, everything is in place, absolutely, equipment is there, cameras are set up, yeah, so on. And so now on. they might delegate some of that to other departments but they're the ones responsible for delegating that like think of it like okay so you have the director who um whose vision everybody's trying to accomplish right so the director is worried about a multitude of other things but it's the first ad's problem uh or or, um it's their responsibility to essentially worry about the technical aspects of how to achieve that that's saying okay hey we want this uh we want this um, scene shot at this tower. Okay. Now we've chosen our location. Um, what times do we have to work with? Uh, how do we stay on schedule? Uh, what are the, all the considerations? Consi- like, so for instance, uh, and I'll run through the responsibilities. Um, now, when you create a schedule, you have to keep a lot of things in. There's a lot of, it's not just like, oh shit, like we're supposed to meet up at two o'clock. Cool. I'll be there. No, you, there are a lot of things to consider. Considering uh, you get you got to consider the budget constraints when mm-hmm. you're working with the schedule. Like so, for instance, if you have a group of people that are hired to do a certain thing, and you run over their the time that you've allotted, that's going to cost whoever's backing you more money, right? So if you're like shit, we've got two more hours that we have to shoot. 
well, that's two more hours for the crew. That's too much, two more hours for the, the, you know, whoever you have casted, yada, yada. Not to mention if you have child actors, you know, yeah. and you have to get them off of set at a certain time. You Before know? R. Kelly gets there. <laughs> <laughs> With Gal in the back, like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, shooting, you're shooting in Chicago. You're like, fuck, R. Kelly just landed. Everyone, we have 45 more minutes to shoot. He's, uh, he's in a Ford Bronco. So, uh, <laughs> um, OJ's here to get the, all the white bitches off the set. <laughs> I don't know where uh, OJ is. Yeah, white we're, we're, we're tripping tonight. Um, the uh, new 2019 Ford Bronco. <laughs> Honestly, they should just we have should drop their, a Ford commercial. They should just have old footage of OJ fucking going down the street. Yo. That would be, yo, you're talking about trolling. That would be the. There would be nothing higher than I, that. Troll. I, I want. Ford Motor Company to have the balls. <laughs> just fuck. That would just be the end of Ford. Up. But you know I feel what? like when they're closing the doors, just Everybody release that as your last ad. Like, proud. So you know what? <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna stir the pot up, yeah. stir it the fuck up. Because like, and no, people wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm not buying a Ford Bronco." I guarantee you, people would fucking run. You know how long it. he drove? His gas tank was on E when they started the chase. I, I, I don't even know if that's true, but I'm just saying that to hype I up. I guarantee the- you the new Ford Bronco gets 100 Yo. miles per gallon. And OJ was, they, they were probably studied it like, you know, so how fast were you driving? Like, wh- like what were you doing to get such great gas miles? He worked with the engineers to, to calibrate the engine to perfect precision tuning to for maximum miles per gallon. Yeah, I, I feel like he was a part of the design process from the beginning. He was yeah, the cre- this he was a chief honestly, engineer. This whole situation was just a test. They were trying to test out how far they could push the Ford under stressful uh, circumstances, and it it delivered in yeah. spades. Uh, yeah, it almost got him out of there. The cops were almost giving up. They were like, "Look, we're running out of gas, guys. Yeah, we got to go re up at the uh, the station. We we don't have time to be sitting here chasing them." And then OJ was like, "Look, we pushed it far enough. We've proven our point. Shut and it down. We've almost yeah. come full circle. It's, the the new Ford Bronco is almost here. <laughs> Back to eighties. They're gonna have the signature OJ collection. Like, <laughs> One like only that, only one hundred. Like they have the Eddie Bauer. <laughs> like is Chloe OJ. gonna get one? <laughs> In memory of my father. <laughs> he's not dead. He's, he's still alive. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep going. Because oh, I, I can go for days. Yeah, with this shit. Uh, I, think I love OJ. Good. He's my favorite. Uh, yikes! I can't agree with you there, but uh, <laughs> okay. Um, no, the the truck would be called the Juice. The juice, <laughs> oh, the juice edition. <laughs> oh shit. Uh it would come with uh, uh leather gloves in the uh, glove compartment. Just in yeah. case. <laughs> they they probably have OJ come through the back door in the production facility and everyone calls him apple juice. Like we know it's you fucking <laughs> we know it's you. He just has the, the fake mustache on. The glasses, yeah. the glasses with the nose, like I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> this, this. Wait, he has the glove on. He's like, this one fits. <laughs> that other one didn't. This one does. It's cold out. It comes with one glove. <laughs> Apple juice. See you tomorrow. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, we're tripping. Um, okay, back to eighties. Um, so, uh, so, so essentially, they they act as director's right hand on set. They're they're like the floor, the 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 generals on set in terms of they're calling out things. They're saying, "Hey, you know, we're ready to shoot." Hey, and uh, there's a, all this fucking terminology that I'll just never 
understand. I, I try to work with people who know a lot more than me so that they could just be like, this is what we call on a blade. All right, good. Proceed. Um, but, uh, you know, if uh, if we're shooting, they, they would basically call out like uh, they, they would do the uh, the roles like where they'll say, you know, uh, you know, uh, cameras rolling, cameras rolling, mm-hmm. uh, sound speed, and then you know the sound recordist would, you know, make sure that they're they're rolling, uh, and then they'd uh, do the uh, they they'd hit the clapper. Uh, now I imagine as the movie's being put together, the lead director or the slate, the uh, the the director is not on site for the the shooting or filming of every scene, right? So. You're putting together a movie. Obviously, you want to get it done in in a short, not necessarily a short amount of time, but on time and on budget, right? So let's say you're filming, uh, let's say that over the course of the film, you're you're filming in four different locations, right? You're filming in Hawaii, you're filming in Canada, you're filming some in New York, and for parts of the movie, you're uh, in fucking Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as these different as you're filming certain scenes in different locations, I imagine not again, or not all of these scenes have the lead director on site. So is it the second aid or the assistant director and the second assistant director and the third assistant director? Are they leading operations on site at other locations? Uh, I, it's hard for me to imagine that you're the director of the film and there's some stuff being shot that is actually going to be used and you're not there for it. Mm hmm. I can understand some B-roll, like say, like if they're just getting like drone shots of, you know, whatever surroundings or, uh, you know, if they're just getting random B-roll of crowds or whatever the case is, I I would imagine, okay, you don't necessarily need to be there for that. You just need to see what the end product is and say, hey, that's good. That's good. That's not good. Yada, yada. But when it's actual content that's, you know, there's dialogue involved or there's critical scenes being shot, I have to imagine that you're there now. I'm sure that there's some circumstances when you're not, in which case, yeah, I would say probably your first AD uh, is is going to be the person who's, you know, uh, who you'd feel comfortable enough with to take over for you or to be able to call some shots out. Um, but there's not too many cases uh, if you're directing the film, because that's that's you online. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like if there's something that happens that was supposed to be done that didn't get done. Sure. You can blame it on whoever, but really if you're i feel like if you're worth your it's just like any job right it, it, if something goes wrong in your company say you're the you're the 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 team leader on on your on whatever your your team is um and there's something that goes wrong sure you can blame that person I'm like you fucking idiot right but if you weren't there yeah see i'm thinking about a scenario your fault, in which know? like you know we're filming in three different locations all but you at wouldn't once. be but you 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 can't because think of it like you, you basically all have to move in unison um so for instance it, so if you're filming in three different locations at once um that's three times the equipment you need right yeah that's uh now now if you're filming if you have three different locations to shoot at and you're not filming all three of those locations concurrently obviously with three times the equipment then you have to film one location at a time and then yeah. that's going to uh, cause the project to run longer than if you shot them all at the same time in different locations, right? Not necessarily. So, uh, uh, and let me say this. I would think the, the, the thing that makes the most sense is for 
it you go by location by location because then as the director you have control over what's happening right if you shoot at three different locations you really got to trust whoever you're delegating that to to be able to get what you need right which is is your it's like what's the use of you if at two other locations we're shooting this shit and you're not there for it yeah you don't really you you're, you're not you're basically just a glorified film editor because that's really all you're doing at the end of the day is stitching together what they shot yeah um but the 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 financial reason why i think that would make sense is because you would think that it would be more expensive to move everybody from one location to the other but then again these cameras they're not inexpensive these crews they're not inexpensive so what's more expensive moving getting everybody a plane ticket to to go where you need to go and to pay for the shipping of the equipment or having or three full crews three full three different throttle locations. crews going on at the same time you know you logically if it's a smaller production you're thinking okay these cameras aren't that expensive this crew is pretty small we can afford to have like another one but on these larger productions and honestly on any production like it it, it it adds up more than you think in terms of what it is to actually put together an entire crew as well as equipment. Um, not to mention paying for all those locations and yada, yada. Uh, that's a lot of money and you're going to be doing whatever you need to be doing. But that's why first ADs are important because while they're doing they're while when they're putting together these schedules, they're making them as efficient as they can possibly be. Right. So they're trying to search wherever, the corner is that you can cut without having to sacrifice anything for the movie. They're figuring out, okay, well, what, what makes sense? If we're shooting at this particular scene here, how many more scenes can we actually shoot here? Maybe we can put up something and we can divide the room so that uh, we can shoot an alternative scene here and we get two for one, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's those kind of creative things that you have to like search for within the script, you know? And, and then they have to do uh, what's called a, um, uh, they have to uh, do a breakdown of the script where they have to break down everything, whether it's uh, the costumes involved, the props involved, um, the if there's vehicles, if there's pet, you know, uh, animals involved. Um, they have to break down all that stuff and be like, okay, on this day, this is what we're going to do and this is all we need to do it and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so again, they, they have a very critical job from just that standpoint, not to mention that when we actually get on set and we're, you know, um, uh, shooting, um, they're, again, they're, they're, they're the generals where they're, you know, barking out orders to everybody else because as the director, your main focus kind of wants to be working with the actors and actresses to get the best performance out of them. Yeah. You don't want to have to worry about a person over there who's supposed to set up that light. That's not set up correctly. Now you should still be paying attention to that. If, if you're doing your job, Yeah, but you don't want to have to like make that be the main job that you're doing because then the thing that you're there for, you're not able to actually yeah. do an AD and, and uh, um, yeah, whether it's like first AD, second AD, third AD, they're also considering things like, weather conditions, changes in the weather conditions, daylight, you know, yeah. are, we've got, uh, especially if you're filming in, in different seasons, obviously yeah. winter season, you're getting less, uh, less daylight. So, you know, I'm sure that changes versus from when you're filming in the summer, when you're getting more daylight, um, uh, you know, if there are daytime scenes versus nighttime scene, like waiting for sundown and 
what scenes are you shooting in that in that time? You yeah. know, are you shooting indoor scenes while you wait for like the sun to go down so you can shoot the nighttime scenes? Yeah. If you're staying in one location, things along those lines, I assume. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and I actually wished, uh, you know, and, and perhaps you know that'll be you know sort of a reason to have somebody like this on a show. But I'd love to get a first D- AD because I'm sure I'm not doing it justice in terms mm-hmm. of all the ins and outs of it and uh and and, and everything that uh, is involved in the job. But yeah. The, it comes to very precise, like in terms of to the minute of when is sundown, you know, how many, you know, how many minutes do we have to wait before sundown in terms of if we have to get these shots in before sundown or if we're waiting for sundown to get these shots in. Yeah. Like does production shut down until you can actually film the the scenes that you want no, to film? It, or, what, you're, what you're trying to do is make it more efficient in that. What can you do before then? Yeah. Like, is there are there any other shots that you can get? Is there anything else you can do to maximize this time that you can't just sit around and be like, ah, fuck it. We only like I, I would, I'm sure, you know, it took them 11 weeks to shoot this Game of Thrones uh, scene uh, thing. I'm sure they didn't spend all time in that 11 weeks yeah. just, just waiting scenes, for yeah. sundown and be like, all right, now we're off. Right. There's, I'm sure there's tons of shit. Now, there's clearly like a lot of more shit that goes into that in terms of like rehearsals and, you know, with these intricate little battle scenes, I'm sure they have to like spend a lot of time getting that shit down to the T. Um, but uh, but there's a lot to do. Bef- like there's so much to do that you're just like, how can we maximize our time here? Uh, yeah. How can we maximize everybody's time? You know, and I think everybody on set actually in a weird way appreciate appreciates that even if they means they have to work a little longer but uh i think one of the worst things you can do on set is just have everybody sitting around yeah that's like the worst thing to do yeah (laughs) because then everybody's saying this is bullshit like you're still paying the production absolutely you're still paying uh you know the crew who's in charge of setting up uh you know the camera crew the crew who's in charge of setting up the actual uh uh, environment right those people are still being paid yeah yeah, no, no. Everybody's still on. Uh, everybody's still on the uh, the, the clock. Um, and the last thing you want to do is piss off Christian Bale on set. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker over here. He was yelling at the boom mic yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. right? He oh, keeps man. getting my shot. What if I come over there and fucking start fucking with your shit? You don't see me fucking with you. <laughs> Dude went off. He was having yeah. a bad day. He didn't have his uh, That was on the set of Terminator Salvation. Salvation. Order, right? Which yeah. I actually thought was an underappreciated uh, movie. It was good. I thought it was, I thought it was better. They didn't need to reboot the entire series after that movie. It was very stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I think Terminator Salvation, Christian Bale's performance in the storyline there was good enough. Uh, but, you know, with, with Terminator, it's one of those things you can always fucking just reboot it. More Termination. No, no dude. <laughs> More Termination. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> is that what the next movie yeah, is called? Every four <laughs> years. That's, what else can we terminate? Um, no, I, I think this is the last. Uh, this this the Okay. I'll say personally speaking, this is the last time I will go to see if they reboot it after this. I'm just not watching any more of these movies. Uh, No, you know, they're going to do it when Arnold Schwarzenegger gets like really old, like when he's like old, old. He's already there. They're going to. Well, he still looks. Does he? When he gets like uh, fucking what's that guy's name? Clint Eastwood old. They're going to be like, he's already there. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you right now. He's already Arnold Schwarzenegger is like 70. How old is Clint Eastwood? Same age. Like uh, he's 70 something. 80. He's either between 70 something and 80 something. Fuck no. What? Clint Eastwood's got to be like 20 (laughs) years older than Schwarzenegger. No, I'm telling you, they're they're around the same age. Fuck no. I got to look this up. But like when he, because Arnold Schwarzenegger still looks good. 
I mean, like, uh, phys- like for his age. Come on. I, I guess. I mean, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. I think him and Stallone are maybe like five, six years apart. Yeah. Stallone looks yeah, fantastic. Stallone still looks amazing. I'm for, not I'll admit that. Age. Bruce Willis. Still. Arnold, to me, I don't do not. No? Well, Have you seen Arnold in the gym? Have you seen Arnold without his shirt on? Well, I mean, I'm not expecting like tight skin. No, no, all I'm saying is. But I'm saying like his build, like he's still muscular. He's still jacked. I mean, he's got bones. I'm sure those bones are deteriorating. Watch a video. And I think he's posting videos of him in the gym all the time. Arnold still looks good. Fair enough. All I know is is I I will not accept any more Terminator reboots. The only one I'm the the only reason why I'm kind of accepting this one is because James Cameron. He's not directing it, but he's essentially back in the fold. Oh, wait, Uh, they're they're they are coming out with a new Terminator. Jesus, I thought you knew this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, and the original Sarah Connor, she's back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Linda, Linda Hamilton. She's like, hey, I, I need work. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I've wondered what else I've seen her in. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I mean, those residuals from... <laughs> That's really all you need. Yeah, T2 I, was a fantastic movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, residuals, she's probably getting like, you know, what, 4K a month? Which I, I don't know what she's getting, but I all I know is uh, which is like the average American income, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I I gotta really think about like what else I've seen her in. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. She probably but, has been behind the scenes, like writing, producing. I'm sure she's yeah. she's been working. Some, yeah, look, I, for whatever reason, I don't want to be mad at Linda, uh, Linda Hamilton. I, th- I think she's a fantastic actress uh, for what she did with even those two uh, films, and even uh, honestly, even if she doesn't do really anything else, she gave yeah. us. T T one T two. Yeah, you we're did good. a fantastic <laughs> fucking job. Yeah, we're if you good. do nothing else, yeah. you did incredible in those movies. We're okay, honestly. And have you watched T two lately? Uh, I know I've seen it within the past year. You see every movie within the past year. Uh, I watched a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, that movie holds the fuck. Like even to by today's standards, mm-hmm. that movie still holds up strong. It's amazing. That was ninety five when that shit came out. And it yeah. still holds up. You know, it's still one of my favorite scenes in all the Terminator movies. That chase yeah. through the uh, the waterway in L.A. where uh, Schwarzenegger and the kid are on the motorcycle, and then the, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, Terminator, and he's like reloading with the yeah. shotgun. And yeah, yeah. The Terminator's in the in the semi yeah, truck, and yeah, he's yeah. chasing him through the waterway in L.A. Yeah. Yo, one of that the most amazing. epic scenes in any movie ever. And then he comes over the top of the bridge in the truck. Like, oh, that shit was amazing. Shit. I, I think my favorite scene in T2 was probably, um, it was probably the, uh, <laughs> only because it's like the funniest, is like when he's, uh, they're at the Cyberdyne place and they're about to leave. And uh, uh, the t- Arnold is like trying to like, he's like, I'll be back. And then he goes out there and he goes, he's like, John Connor's like, don't kill anybody. And he's like, I won't. I don't know what the fuck he says, but he says something like, I won't or whatever. And then he goes out there and he has like the, uh, what do you call it? Like smoke bomb gun? What is that? Uh, I know I'm saying that wrong. Yeah, I think it's like, it's like smoke grenade, grenade. Smoke grenade yeah. gun. Um, and he starts shooting them. And it like it, the sounds that they make, like, ah, <laughs> like because he shoots them in the leg. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, or like yeah. he just shoots them in the chest. And they're like, or, or he takes an actual gun and shoots them in the leg. And he's like, they're like, ah. Oh my god! <laughs> and with them just anybody. rolling around on the ground, it's like it's, I don't know why I find it fucking <laughs> hilarious, but uh, but yeah, just that entire movie from A to Z was just so I mean, fucking dope, that. dude. I'm gonna have to watch. I'm tell- it fucking holds. It, it's amazing. There, how- there are certain movies like those older movies that, like you know, I I do really like to. 
to just watch again. Like the yeah. Matrix, you know. I can watch that. I can watch that I'm about to watch that tonight. <laughs> I'm not even fucking lying. I think it's on fucking Netflix. I'm it about is, to watch that shit tonight. Yeah, yeah. The Matrix. Um, that's, that shit's amazing. Uh, there, was, there was another. I, I won't go as far as watching Matrix Reloaded, but I will watch the original. There, there was another old movie I saw on there uh, recently, like one of the recently added films that was like an older one. I'm like, fuck, I got to watch that. Mm. Um, it's not coming to mind, but yeah. uh, The Matrix. I'm going to watch that pretty soon and I might even give T2 or just b- knock them both out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Make it a make it a good Friday night. Um yeah. I think uh th- yeah, there are certain movies. Maybe we can do that for next mm. show. Top 10 movies that still uh still hold up. Still hold the candle? Yeah. What does that what, mean? Yeah, anyway? I don't I don't know. <laughs> you asked it. I immediately was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was uh, film school for you again. I uh, there's still a little more that I wanted to say, but you know, fuck it. it you I get it. We're both yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You get our point, and I'm I'm sure I'm doing a horrible job in explaining what the fuck a uh, assistant director does. So perhaps we will uh, reach out to an AD out there and uh, have them come through uh, and we can talk about OJ uh, and uh, the yeah, juice Ford Bronco situation. <laughs> um, okay. Um, besides that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and wrap this show up tonight. Um, if you rock with us for all 20 or I'm sorry, two hours and uh, approaching 12 minutes here. Uh, you really are a dedicated fan of this Dedication. show. Dedication. Yeah, I, I don't think that was an actual song. I think you just that was just like a random jingle you wanted to do. Yeah, but um, I was thinking about the dedication too, which was probably like Little Wayne's best mixtape ever. It, it probably is. Yeah, all of the his canon. early stuff. <laughs> Enemy. En- <laughs> Isn't that part of it? Um, I don't think so. But you remember that song? Remember he did the uh, he he used the um the thing from King Kill Bill. On the dedication too, like bang bang, yeah. I shot you down, bang bang. Yeah, that was very dramatic. I, I don't know why you you got that dramatic, but uh, because you know, that, you that was the song. You don't that remember was on the like the, the thing where he's like enemy, enemy. You don't remember? Was that on the dedication too? I don't know if that's on dedication. He has eighteen mixtapes. Yeah, that yeah time there were there were like uh, four dedication mixtapes. Yeah, there's four dedications. Then there were uh, he had uh, other mixtapes. Uh, name one of his other mixtapes. Uh, he had a uh, can't. Well, I can't feel my face was him and uh, Jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there were other fucking. He had another right? series of mixtapes. Yeah, you're right. I forgot what they were called though. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Before we dive, <laughs> digress into uh, <laughs> Little Wayne mixtape uh, mythology here. Um, mythology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and wrap this show up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, but uh, please hit that like button. Somebody, anybody, hit that like button. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, the share button. The share button. You, you know this is good content we're giving you guys. Who else are you guys gonna get uh, a joke about R. Kelly getting a Ford Bronco? Uh, and <laughs> nowhere. The, the nowhere. There, there's, you're not getting that anywhere else. Uh, you're only getting that here on the Fade Podcast because only we can deliver uh, as such. Uh, share it in your primary yeah. group chat and your secondary group yeah, yeah. chat with the friends you don't really every like every single but. group tra- <laughs> tra- <laughs> trap the trap yeah, yeah you see I, I can't talk, I can't talk anyways uh, we'll hit the usual protocol fade out peace out